You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yes, it's the 23rd of September 2022 and we're back. It's time for your Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. And so let's not waste any more time. Come on down, Rappo. Afternoon, Deeks. Nice to hear your voice again, mate. <laughs> yes. Two weeks <laughs> since we last spoke and, uh, well, there's been lots going on in the football world Um well, locally, hasn't there? Yeah, crikey, mate. Yeah, it's been pretty eventful, mate, isn't it? God bless the Queen, by the way, Deeks. You know, look, we, we couldn't really do anything last week, could we, with, with the Queen passing? Bless her. No, and bless also her. I didn't have any broadband, so that didn't help either. So, uh, <laughs> so. No, that was the main reason, wasn't it, actually? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no. I was trying to make it sound good, though, mate. But, yeah, you yeah, no. Trying to make us sound as if we're, you know, big royalists. We probably are. Yeah. We probably are, but. Yeah, but, um, I think we probably are. Yeah, circumstances <laughs> meant we couldn't do it. So, also, yeah. um, we have had opportunity since the news broke that. Uh, Condolences to Dave Baker's family and um, yeah. everyone down there at Penryn. Must be one of the best groundsmen around that I've ever known. Uh, yeah, ditto, Deeks. You know, couldn't, couldn't have said anything better, mate. Yeah, yeah, best best I've known, mate. Known some good ones, Deeks, but, you know, lucky enough to have a spell at Penryn, mate, and have a play a couple seasons on uh, Bakes' carpets over the years, Deeks, and yeah. Had a few bollockings off him as well, mate, for kicking around <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> Before the game. Yeah. I went through his spell things. I had to I had to like smash one in the net, you know, after the warm-up. But that was like a superstition. Okay. And I, I always had to look to see where Bakes was like before I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you get a clip round the ear, mate, on the way back in the dust, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God God bless him, mate. God bless Bakes, mate. Right. Okay, yeah. so shall we crack on? Um, now, last time you did an exceptionally good introduction trailer as to who was on the programme. Are you up for it again? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a go, Diggs. I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll count I'll you in. Shall, up, I, mate. shall I count you yeah. in? Yeah, okay. Yeah, go on, mate. Three, two, one, go. We've got a bit of everything this week, Diggs. We've got... Uh, We've got managers from down west, mate. We've got a, we've got Dan Stibbo, a hat trick hero on his birthday, mate. From unbeaten Mullion Deeks, who would have said that after eight games? We've got women's football Deeks. We we do everything here, mate. We've got Simon Pornell, mate. Sunostal, the promoted Sunostal women's uh, manager Deeks. Difficult start to the season, but after promotion. But Simon's still pretty upbeat. Adrian Farrell, mate, from Penzance. Um, one of a well, one of a trio of managers, mate, at Penzance this season. Uh, three chaps I know really well, mate, and uh, excellent coming off the back of their three 0 win against Callington at Pen Penley Port. And we got the man of the moment, mate, haven't we? Matty Boy or or Matt Boy, mate, um, from Alston Dicks, two goal FA Cup hero. The other night, mate, and uh, and obviously the usual. We got Phil and Cam and JC, mate, and and me and you, Dick, something. Great. <laughs> well done. Yes, well done, Rappo. Thank you. That's uh, an, another marvelous introduction which we can use um, a little bit later. <laughs> But uh, you didn't mention the hamster, though. There is a mention on the episode today of a hamster. Listen out 
and see who mentions it. <laughs> Your Cornish, Cornish Soccer Podcast. Right, so let's start going around the leagues. And as usual, we begin our roundup with step three side True City. Let's catch up with a man himself, Cam Weldon. Well, it's uh, welcome back to the podcast, Cam. It's so long since we spoke. I can't remember um, who your last game was. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, Dave, to be honest. I think, um, yeah, I said we've had a number of different breaks for different reasons. I think it was 10 days last week, 10 days uh, obviously this week coming into the game. So, yeah, it was Western last Wednesday. So feels feels a long time ago now. But, yeah, it was a very good game. Now, was it a good, exciting nil-nil or was it a drab nil-nil affair? Uh, 100% an exciting encounter, really, Dave. I think... Um, for any neutrals watching the game, I think it was a really good advert for the Southern League Premier South as a, as a level, really. I think um, it was one of those where I think a nil-nil is probably a, a, or a draw is a fair result. Um, obviously, two very good sides, two teams unbeaten in the league as well. Western were flying. I think they'd scored a hat full of goals. So for us, it was a big achievement to keep them out. Um, and I, I said that to the, the gaffer and he actually responded with, it's an achievement for them to keep us out, which was, I suppose, when you think about it, that's, that's true as well with the goal-scoring form we're in. So, yeah, true. Um, it's one of those where I don't think a, a draw's probably a fair result, as, as in I don't really think enough either team sort of tested the goalkeepers perhaps as, as well as they should have done. Um, defensively, I think both sides were impeccable, really. They defended really well, um, limited shots. And when you've got players like Ruben Reed and Tyler Harvey on the pitch, you've Dale Grubb as well. It's Rocky. It's some very, very talented forward-thinking players. And the fact that you're limiting them to well, half chances at most, it goes to show it was a really, really entertaining game. And uh, ball played at the right... It was the right sort of tempo of the game, Um game was played in the right manner as well there weren't any stupid tackles going in stuff like that so um i think it was just a as, as i said previously it was a really um good advert for the southern league and to come away from a point against uh, a western team who were flying it must be said um i think we'll take that and our un- undefeated run in the league continues so um yeah it was a good 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 night's work for us overall and uh i, I know you haven't seen all the teams yet but would you say so far western best team you've what, uh, played against or not yeah, without a doubt, Dave. I don't think there's any. Um, I don't think any team will be upset with me saying that. I think they, without doubt, the best team we've played so far. Um, and we've played some. We've played some good good teams, as I said. Paul were a good outfit. Uh, Hamwell were a good side, and um, we played some good teams. So yeah, but for me, I think Western were sort of that step above the rest. Really, I know the gaffer said before the game he there he predicts them to be. Um, probably one of the ones challenging for the title so and the league table doesn't lie with where they're at at the minute so yeah no it was certainly a good uh, a good performance from us and we'll take the point and we move on right so who'd you move on who's your next opposition well from then it was obviously with no game last weekend due to the uh, um us getting knocked out the fa cup so obviously the southern league didn't schedule any games for us so uh, as i said it was i think we had a 10 game break before that obviously with the all the fixtures get cancelled. So, um, and it was another, well, as we speak, it'll be another 10 days and from the Western game to this Saturday when we uh, we host Gosport, who uh, I know I said, in the, I remember I said in the podcast, I don't know whether it was last year, year before, um, I said to you, it was one where we never do very well against Gosport. But that, <laughs> um, that, I think that changed last year. We had a really good performance against them uh, end of last year, one all draw. But they're, a, they're one of these teams, and I know I say it all the time, Dave, but they are just, 
they're they're a, they're they're a physical side. They're a good side, and they're they're a tough team to beat. And they'll be a team that um, they'll be resolute. They'll be well organised. And I think we, we'll have to in terms of if they if they play football and break them down stuff like that. It's going to be a very difficult team to try. And as I say, they're very well. They're a fixed team, good formation, good manager, and good players. So it's going to be um, a real test for us. But as I say, in this league, they all they all they all are. There's no easy game in this one. So, um, but Gosport are a team. As I've said, they always give us a good game. Uh, last year we lost at home to them 2-1 where first half we weren't really good enough um, second half we pulled one back but it was one of those I think we had a late chance late on but um, it was just too little too late for us um, in that one but then the away game a one-all draw at their place which again was a, a really entertaining game considering it was a, a one-all draw a lot, lot of times you say oh it's just a you know even side but it was one where both teams gave it a real good go and I remember Ty scored a brilliant free kick that day so hopefully you can do do something similar on Saturday and um, we get the result. It's the start of a busy, busy week for us after that. So hopefully we can start on a positive. Yeah, because you've got a game on the following Tuesday as well, I believe, haven't you? Yeah, we have, which is something we're not really used to now at the minute because with the ground show and park in our league, obviously we play on a Wednesday night normally. So it's one we've sort of got to adjust now to that, as in they'll be straight from the game on Saturday, home to Gosport and then back on the road. Um, not been on the road since the first weekend of the month, so um, we'll be heading off to Yate, which again is somewhere we've. It's been a good hunting ground for us over the years, um, but again, they're a new side. We don't. They've had a bit of a transition period. I know the manager left the club, and a number of players left, so it's going to be a bit of a new look side, one that we don't really know all too much about. But I'm sure Paul, Paul, and the, his staff will do their research. And although I don't know much about them, I'm sure. Uh, Paul and his team will know exactly what they're facing. So, um, but yeah, no, as I said, it'll be a, a tough test and a, a long journey uh, midweek. But it's one of those where hopefully we can get the job done. If we, if I'm talking to you this time next Wednesday, Dave, and we've picked up six points, a possible well, six from six, I'm, I'm sure we'll be delighted. So, um, <laughs> even if even if we stay undefeated, mate, we'll be we'll be delighted. So yeah. Okay, so that's the first team. Um, what about the reserve side? Yeah, so the reserves um, obviously suffered their first defeat of the season on on Saturday uh, against St. Day, which is, uh, you look at the league, league table, it's hardly a surprise, really. Um, St. Day are flying, aren't they? And um, scoring goals for fun, but we, we limited them just two. It was, I've, I've watched the, the goals back, and credit to St. Day, they took the chances when they were there, and Teddy Horton pulled one back late on. Uh, it was a really good strike, actually. I'll give him <laughs> a hell of an effort. But, um, yeah, it was just, I think it left it a little little bit too late for that one to pull it back. But um, a le- good learning curve. for the, So they are a young side, and it's a good learning curve to come up against uh, good opposition and good teams. So um, hopefully they can bounce back on. Well, they, they're actually playing Wednesday, so as before, before we're speaking, so I don't actually know the result um, as of yet against uh, Pemrin on Wednesday night. But, um, yeah, so apart from that, they're playing Saturday sort of put their league um, attention to one side and focus on the intermediate cups. They're playing St Morgan away uh, down in Newquay. So um, I know they did really well in that competition last year and I'm sure John and uh, his team will want to do the same again this year. So, But St Morgan, obviously a different opposition to what they're normally playing against. So um, that's, if, if, you, if you're not going to come down to Belifa, then you know where to go. <laughs> yeah, where do they go? Well, go St Morgan, isn't it? The, uh, cause it's quite, uh, from what I know, from what I know, I don't really. I've, I've never been there. From what I know, it's in a, it is in a caravan park, isn't it? Hmm, apparently so. Yes, I've not, I've not there been there either. So, <laughs> okay, there we go. Well, uh, but there we go. David's transferred to tick one off, isn't it? Like, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And I think they've got a midweek match as well, haven't they? Yeah, hail away on the Wednesday. So um, it's almost a bit weird. We're, we're used to the reserves playing on the, the Tuesday and the first team playing on the Wednesday. So it sort of rolls reversed a little bit. But um, yeah, g- game against Hale down down at Hale. So um, hopefully they can, I said, if, hopefully they'll be on a high after a win in the cup on Saturday, Dave, and they can get a bounce back and get three points against um, Hale on, on Wednesday. So fingers crossed. Yeah, another good test for them, actually, because uh, obviously St. Day, top of the league, Hale were up around the top as well so it'll be interesting to see how they get on yeah I watched I'm pretty certain I watched Hale against Truro last year I think in fact I'm, 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 I might be mistaken but um, no doubt someone will correct me but I'm pretty certain um, the reserves played them on the opening day of the season last year in their first like first ever game as a reserve side and pretty certain Hale won 2-0 and gave gave it a really good game so and I think think we got revenge earlier in the season I think later in the season sorry I think we beat them so um, as you say yeah should be a good test Right. Well, there's no doubt hundreds of people looking up to see uh, if that's correct <laughs> or not. But uh, in the meantime, thanks very much, Cam. Brilliant. Cheers, Dave. Yeah, d- decent. Um, well, I was talking to Ryan Deeks, you know, obviously Ryan Jones, tour physio for anyone that don't know, mate, you know, Jack's best mate. Um, he, he said, mate, it was one of the best nil-nils he's ever seen, mate, against <laughs> Western Superman. You know, if you can get one, you know, if you can get a great nil-nil, that was it. But, he said Weston were the better side first half, mate. And, you know, Watsy sorted it out a bit half time, mate. And he said Troy were the better side second half, Dick. So, good result, really, Diggs, against a fellow title favourite, I think, mate, isn't it? As Cam mm. sort of alluded to, I think, Diggs, didn't he? So, but, uh, you know, like you said, mate, hopefully keep it going with the two games this week. Um, you know, and, and, well, hopefully six points, fingers crossed, Diggs. Did, did Cam sell the reserves? Cut match at St Morgan to your digs. <laughs> Did I not sound very enthusiastic? I d- I'm not sure. No, no, no. I've heard you sound more excited. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, t- I tell you what, though, this Saturday there's so many games yeah. that I would like to go to that. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm not even sure then that St Morgan's actually on the list. But um, there are a lot of games that I would <laughs> like to watch this Saturday. But um, unfortunately, can't be everywhere. Spoiled. Yeah, that's nah. right. Going back to Truro City and, and obviously uh, the, the stadium or the ground. I don't think yeah. we ought to call it a stadium anymore because it's not going <laughs> to be a stadium, is it? But it's going to be a ground. But um, I've been in touch with Alex Black, um, who obviously is. Uh, the man in the know at True City, and um, he has uh, suggested that he comes on the podcast, say in about two weeks' time, when he can uh, hopefully bring us up to scratch with what is happening with any ground at Langorth. Um, I think uh, people are getting a little bit restless now, aren't they? Yeah, I think so, Deeks. I think I think people want to know that. Well, quite rightly, you know, especially Trora fans and all Deeks. I, I think, you know, the rumours are sort of going around, you know, we've heard them last month or so, Deeks, haven't we? Well, you've probably heard them more than that, like, but, you know, everyone, but, but yeah, yeah, I think people do want to know what's happening now, Deeks, because, you know, if we're going to get a ground ready for somewhere near the start of next season, it's going to have to mm. be pretty quick, smart, Deeks, isn't it, I think? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Unless it's made of Lego or something like that, perhaps, but... Uh... Yeah. yeah. That's... Yeah, no, it'd be good to hear from Alex Sticks, wouldn't it? You know, it'd be a nice little scoop, mate, hopefully, wouldn't it, for the podcast, mate? Well, nice let's hope scoop. so. Let's hope so. Make sure you don't miss an episode of the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix by subscribing on your favourite podcast platform.
Just search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football and you've got it. That's true. City or one little bit of news also um, on the back of Cam mentioning that uh, True City reserves are playing Penryn Athletic this week in the St. Pyrrhon League. Uh, that finished 2 2. One of your Desmonds, Rapper. Mm. Desmond, mate. Yeah, Desmond. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good game, Dicks. Good game? Yeah. <laughs> As Brucey would say, mate. Right. Yeah. On... So, much, so much better than last week. So much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, mate. Goodness me, I missed this, I must admit. Right. <laughs> Okay, on. Like <laughs> Will you let me say on to the Western League? Sorry. I've tried it three Sorry, times dude. now. Right. On. Sorry, oh, see, you've gone again. All right. <laughs> Shut up for two seconds. I will. <laughs> on... oh, I can't say it now. On to the Western League. Right. Let's get on to the Western League. And in particular, of course, not technically the Western League, I suppose, because it's the FA Cup. But Helston, yeah. they extend their historic run in the FA Cup. Um, yeah. Now into the third qualifying round. And, well, have you been following events Saturday and Tuesday, Rappo? Yeah, I have to and thoroughly enjoyed it as well, mate. You know, what what a couple of perform well, you know, two great performances. Dick's unlucky on Saturday, first yeah. of all, mate, wasn't it? Yeah. Up on the three G, you know, like um what, three one up coming into sort of injury time really, Diggs, wasn't it? A couple couple of late goals, but but um fair play to Kuzi and all the boys, Dicks, you know, they seemed pretty upbeat on the coach, didn't they, on the way? Because, mm. you know, that would be a bit of a defeat, Deeks, wasn't it? You know, being, you know, we've been there, Deeks. I mean, it's weird, isn't it, mate? When you're three, three, one up, and you let it slip the three, oh, it feels like you lost it. But you know, if you're three, one down, and you get a couple of late goals, it feels like a win, doesn't it? But, <laughs> but, but yeah. But fair play to the Elston boys, mate, for staying upbeat and then going two nil down at home. You know, first twenty minutes, mate, and what a what a response, Deeks. You know, I, I suppose the red card had an, a little bit of an effect on the game, didn't it, mate? But but um, but yeah, you know, I know, I know you was there, Dick. So I won't, I won't keep going on about it, mate, because you were there. So, but yeah, it look, looked like one of the best games, you know, that Callaway Park's ever seen, or the four Dicks. Well, for once, there was an atmosphere there as well. There was a decent crowd th- over. Was it three hundred eighty or something like that? Um, yeah. And uh, so there, there were people there behind the goal and, and all that sort of thing. So they were actually there helping Helston on. But I tell you what, Bishop's Cleave could have wrapped it up in the first half. They were by far the better side. And uh, 2-0, well, they'll regret obviously not making more of the, the dominance they had for the first sort of 30, 35 minutes. And then as as we've always seen it, and gradually Helston came back into the game. They, they had a chance before half time but still went in 2-0. And it was, I reckon it was about 15 minutes before the end that they actually scored their first goal. So, yeah, they, they left it pretty late. And, um, well, I've never seen the fourth goal, Ricky Shepard's goal. Uh, yes. Have you seen the highlights from Piran Films? On, on yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. obviously all the Bishops player, all the Cleve players were up for the corner, goalie as well. And Helston happened to defend it and knock it forward. Ricky Shepard ran the half the pitch, and you know, gradually he was being caught up by the, by the yeah. by the Cleve defenders. And I thought, 
Oh, just put it in a net, Ricky. Just put it in a yeah. net, you know. Yeah. And even even yeah. Steve Massey said to me after the game, he said that he could see it being one of those cases where, you know, the miss of the season sort of thing. But <laughs> eventually he did put it in and, and, well, everyone went mad. It was it was crazy. And, of course, Matt Boy, do we call him Matt? I, I don't, you know, he mentions yeah. not, not liking uh, Steve calling yeah. him Matty. So we'll call him Matt Boy. I caught up with him after the match to uh, find out what he thought about it. Well, Matty Boy, have you, have you caught your breath yet? <laughs> yeah, just about, I think, yeah. Yeah, that was um, some game of football, or two games to be fair. Uh, yeah, yeah, brilliant effort from the lads in the end to um, to get it done. And, and yeah, that, that second half performance, I think, was uh, probably the best we've been all season, to be honest. I think we're absolutely brilliant to a man. I mean, it, it was a real cup tie. You've obviously played in a lot of good, FA Cup ties, but this was a real classic one, wasn't it? Yeah, I had a great feeling about it, to be honest, the whole um, the whole weekend. Like you say, we felt a bit hard done by Saturday, coming away, sort of the way it happened last minute, but, you know, if you actually look on the base of it, a draw was probably the fair result, really. Um, and like you say, yeah, going two down early doors here, and then, like you say, with this group of lads we've got at the moment, we're just saying about it then, it's, it seems really special. We've, we've got a really good bond, a really good bunch of lads. Like you say, I think that's 11 or 12 unbeaten now. You know, we want a really good run. And uh, yeah, like you say, what, what a little FA Cup run this has been, to be honest. Look forward to the next one. <laughs> Plenty to talk about before then. I mean, the game tonight, 2-0 down and to be fair... Bishop's Cleave, they came out and got at you straight away, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, our game plan the whole time was get at them early. You know, they've been on the bus for God knows how many hours. And like you say, within 20 minutes, I think we were 2-0 down. They were, they were brilliant, absolutely popped us off the park. I think it just took us a little while just to get you know, into the game a little bit. And we, we, as bad as we were probably the first half, we, um, we had a couple of good chances. So we knew, we knew there were sort of chances to be had tonight. Um, and like I say, we come out, like I say, the plan was running at half time and just said that we got nothing to lose you know two nil down we're at home there's a few people here watching just go out and have a go do you know what I mean go out on your sword a little bit if you, if you go and get it four or five so be it but um, like you say that the second half performance was just it was just absolutely brilliant from the start to end really the second half yeah you left it a bit late though 15 minutes or so to go is that really <laughs> was, yeah 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 well like you say it, it felt like it was coming you get those games a bit like them Saturday you felt like they were going to get the equaliser but um, as the game went on tonight it just had that feeling about it especially then the man sent off it just really felt like it was going to drop for us and um, like you say when Ricky's running through there with, with no one in his way it was just the best feeling ever turns out we needed the goal as well yeah. obviously they got one at the end there but um, yeah super super performance no did you get the first goal? I did, yeah. Little cheeky diving header. I honestly could not tell you the last time I got two goals in a match. I don't even know if it's ever happened. But um, but yeah, my old man's come down to watch tonight. And he's, it's probably the first game he's watched in God knows how many years. So um, yeah, he, he would have enjoyed that one too. I need to get him come every week, I think. <laughs> yeah, it could be a, a lucky omen. But So it's a diving header? Little diving header, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, I think Paney, uh, Tom, with, with the ball in. And to be yeah, just, just a little glance, you know. Yeah, little midget in the box getting on the end of it. Nice. Yeah, and then, as you mentioned, they had a red card. So you, they're, they're down to 10 men. You've got the emphasis to go on and, and get back into the game. Second goal, Jordan Cop, I think? Uh, Jordan Cop whipped 
tapped it in. I think uh, Ruben, Ruben tapped it in. Right. I think, yeah. Yeah, like you say, it felt like it was coming and then there was a red card, there was a couple of injury breaks and it kind of, it broke it up a little bit because we were really on the front foot, I felt, and there was a couple of little stoppages there. Well, I thought, oh, I hope this doesn't kill us, but it didn't, you know, we just got back on it. thought the boys at the back were superb second half, not defensively, but getting on the ball and driving us forward and like H, uh, the two Bentley brothers, were superb and um, sets us up to go on to, to play from there. And um, yeah, like I say, Copy come on and great, and that's what he's got. He's just full of quality. You know, he gets that little ball in the box, and like you say, it was, it was brilliant. Really good second half. If I wasn't sure about the second goal, I know he scored the third. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a bit of a collector's item, to be fair. I'm quite sure what I was even doing up there, but um, it, like I say, it felt like it was coming. So you just got to sometimes just took a little gamble. It's a great little touch on by Rick, and um, like you say, the rest of it's a bit of a blur, to be honest. Just tried getting a bit of a, a toe on it, but um, yeah, it's one of those you sort of look up, you see it's creeping in, and yeah, like I say, fantastic feeling. And it sort of felt, I know they scored one at the end, but it sort of felt as soon as we got that third, I felt like they were, they were done, if you know what I mean. Um, it's been a long old day for those boys I don't envy their trip home but so often Helston get the third goal you just start to sit back a little yeah. bit and yeah. you want to keep going and, and but that fourth goal I mean I don't think I've ever seen a goal like that <laughs> I know like you say it was the best feeling in the world because I'm looking around thinking what, what's going on he just ran for, uh, yeah but you're right we do we, we've well the season talks for itself we won 2-1 two, 2-1 one, two, one, you know 3-2 three, 4-3 three. you know it's, we, we like to you know hang in there and, and like you say we it must be a mental thing with us you know we do we tend to drop deep and again Saturday that was a perfect example we, we should have seen that game out really you know, and uh, we, we learn from our mistakes, and hopefully, like you say, we're on this unbeaten run. So, um, you know, the, the boys are flying really. And like when you look back on it, those little two ones and one nils, the three twos that you know they add up and their wins. And like you say, we're having a great little FA Cup run. The league's obviously taking a bit of a, a back seat at the moment, but um, plenty of games to come in that. So, and um, we got the thing is this year, well, I think we've got a great squad. And obviously, Matty's come in, Matty's been fantastic, he's got us set up really well. Um, I think our shape and pattern of play is loads better we try to build a little bit more from the back um, and personnel wise we got made some great signings and I've got a great squad you know this year like last year we probably had a good 11-12 this year we've got like a good 17-18 you know you've got lads really good lads who are probably aren't even like Tyler Elliott tonight's away you know you still got him to come back you've got, you've got some really good lads to come back in so it's brilliant everyone's fighting for places you know because we're getting knocks we're getting suspensions you, you need that over the course of a season and um, yeah yeah tonight was a great example of that using all you know 15, 16 you know 17, 18, lads you mentioned suspensions um, when are you off now not sure. I think Saturday, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I thought that one was a little bit harsh Saturday. Uh, I, you know, it, it was definitely a foul, but it, and definitely a penalty. But I, I thought the red was a little bit harsh. But um, yeah, I think I'll probably be out out for Saturday. And not sure how many games. I don't know. You think I know by now? But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry. No. But I mean, that, that's football. That's why we love football, though, isn't it? I mean, you must be down after Saturday. You yourself personally being sent off, and yeah. and, the, and the team as a whole losing a three one lead and then you turn it around tonight That's, it's just you can't write it can you no you can't um, but what, to be fair we were, we were never down and I think that's the brilliant thing about this squad Saturday I mean we had a good laugh on the bus and a couple of drinks away and we, we knew we'd, we played well and, and they're a step above us you know let's not let's put it right they're a league above and you know even getting a draw up there and bringing them back here it was a good result a bit disappointing the way it happened like you said but yeah this bunch of lads we just um, you know we never it didn't bother us one bit you know and, and to come down here tonight 
go 2-0 down I mean at one point I thought you know Jesus let's, let's hang in there and it could have been 3 or 4 they, they had some good chances um, and they're a good side uh, that's you know don't get it, don't get it twisted they're, they're a really good side and I think they'll do alright this year um, but like you say yeah no we never yeah tails never drop we, you know that's the kind of spirit we got this year I think we've all, we know we've got goal scorers in the team playmakers in the team and when you've got that you, you can get a goal you know whenever it comes uh, Western Supermare in the next round yeah I know fantastic that's um, it's a great draw uh, good draw for us it's a, it's a lovely surface up there played up there a few times there'll be a few up there watching and it's a free hit for us isn't it? we can go up there enjoy the day and who knows it's cup football and do you know the one thing that I hope doesn't happen and that's Steve Massey claims the victory because of his suit <laughs> it's some suit though isn't it it's some suit you can't knock it no yeah that's a fantastic suit we love it we love, we love Mass being in the dressing room after as well it's uh, brilliant it's good and one final word Steve Massey you are here so it's, I'm not Keep saying anything about the suit Keep it brief. but no, just brief. sum that game up in 30 seconds it was one of the finest nights and I'm so so proud everybody here to see the bench celebrate to see the supporters and we had 350 of them here tonight that, that celebrate and you think you've had a little contribution to help towards that to give so many people a, the a, a effect or impact their joy and, and, their, and their lives for, t- for tonight and that's why we're in football for nights like this where we have the travel away on the coach for a few hours and, bar, and you take the defeats and maybe the form's not going well and things like that but it's for nights like this that we keep going and it's brilliant this guy here has been with me about four years now (laughs) or Matt Bye I forgot to call him because I I, I get told off and call him Matty on the on the commentary (laughs) so it's Matt Bye I I tell you this guy has just been rolling back the years and I I I say on 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 the commentary that he's actually about five six but but He's 5'4", because he's ran two inches off his legs tonight. He ran himself ragged tonight. And in that game, when we were 2 down, I tell you, I tell you on, on, on commentary, I, I hear him. I hear him rousing the lads. I hear him trying to, trying to urge the lads on. His leadership was superb from, in that, from that first one. We were 2-0 down. And he galvanised and is no better player. I'm so, so pleased for Matt tonight. And his, and his dad. And yeah, I just said, yeah, just said the old man was here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I watched yeah. here. <laughs> and what a night for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mannings, look out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very, a very good 30 seconds from you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Bad, yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks, Matt. Boy. Lovely. Thank you very much. Cheers, Dave. Yep. Thanks to Matt Boy there, two goal hero. Um, and Steve Massey has to get in on the end of the interview, doesn't he? And <laughs> all because he's got that suit on as well. Yeah, mate. That's, yeah, that's the old Mass suit, mate. I'll tell you what, mate. I thought Mass done a great job in the old commentary, mate, didn't he? He was pretty excited, <laughs> mate, when, he, when when Matt scored that one to put him 3-2 up, mate. He, you know, I thought he was going to fall off the tower, mate. You know, <laughs> it reminded me, do you remember that Holland goal, Deeks, in the 98 World Cup, Dennis Bergkamp oh, against yeah. Argentina? Yeah, and that commentator is like, Dennis Bergkamp! <laughs> and I think Matt was a bit like that, mate, wasn't he, with me? But, but nah, it's br- brilliant, mate. You know, brilliant. That's that's what you want, mate. Isn't it like, yeah, like you said, that's what non-league football's all about, Dix, isn't it? And you know, nights like this, mate, it was fantastic. You know, you was one of the three hundred and eighty lucky ones, Dix, that were there, mate, weren't you? So oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Matt Boy's class, Dix, and he. Boy, sorry, mate, to interrupt. I mean, class players, Dix, they. They tend to step up to the plate, don't they, mate, when you need them? And, and Matt's no different, was he, every night, mate? He, you know, 
nice to score a couple in front of his dad as well, mate. One of you know, quality player and 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 Kuzi Dicks really, you know, doing well when he, you know, had that opening day defeat. Dicks, you, you sort of feel like he's starting to build something at Elston there, mate. Any two mm. strikers. Full of goals, mate, and you know, look quite good defence. Well, I say defence, he let him three goals, but but <laughs> but <laughs> I can't I, I can't really say that. But, but 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 you know, no surprise to us really, Deeks. You know, Kuzi's top bloke and he top coach, and and like you said, Deeks, massive suit still going strong in the FA Cup, mate. I'm I'm well chuffed for him, mate. You know what? All he's done at the club, wonderful to get nights like that for him and Paul, mate, and you know, delighted. Nice little draw to. Western Super Merida. Actually, Deeks, I got battered 5-1 myself up there, mate, in the FA Cup. Got oh, Western Deeks. Oh, no. Yeah. When Ray was manager of Formouth Deeks, you drew 1-0 at Bickland. Nearly nicked it at home, mate. Went up there full of confidence. <laughs> Lovely stadium, Deeks. 3-0 down, mate, after 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I hope that don't happen to Alston, mate. No, that's right. <laughs> that game is uh, Saturday week on the 1st of October. Western Super Mare, who at the moment are top of the uh, Southern yeah. Premier South. So um, it'll be a good test for... Um, for Helston, but yeah. you know, they they enjoyed themselves hit, after the match. Yeah, free hit, as you say, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Best of luck to them. Brilliant. Right. So, what happened in the rest of the Western League Premier for our clubs? Um, well, well, Millbrook. Um, is anyone going to be yeah. able to stop Bridgewater? They, you know, they beat Millbrook five one, yeah. an attendance of four hundred twenty seven. So uh, every, yeah. everything's going pretty good for them at the moment, isn't it, Bridgewater? So um, yeah, it is, isn't it, Dees? You got you got a fancy them, mate. To be honest, don't you? You know, so Ash, so uh, well, their team's doing all right, Dees. I mean, so Ash second, Mosel sixth, hmm. Alston eighth, mate. Milbrook 10th and, and the new boys, you know, Formouth and Tall Point 12th and 19th. So, you know, they'll pick up, I'm sure, Deeks. But, but yeah, I, I do agree with you, Deeks. The Bridgewater seem like a real club on a, on a crest of a wave at the minute, Deeks, don't they? Mind you, Soldash, they're, they're going well. The 3-1 win at Ilford Coombe on yeah. Saturday and then a, yeah. followed up with a 1-0 home win against Buckland. Um, in mm. front of their highest attendance of the season, I noticed as well, 254. And guess who they've got yeah. on Tuesday? Yeah, I know, Diggs, isn't that? <laughs> yeah, another <laughs> Yeah, the old fixtures are coming thick and fast, mate, aren't they? Yeah, Bridgewater United on Tuesday. So yeah. uh, that's going to be a, a good one. But uh, yeah. before, before that, of course, Soldash are down at Helston, aren't they, in the FA Vaz on Saturday? So, um, yeah. That's right, mate. Yeah. Um, well, all their teams sort of drawn together. You know, like Milbrook got Ivy Bridge sticks, haven't they? And yeah. I bet I bet Ashley's like fed up going to Shepton Mallet as well, and he thinks Yeah. They seem to draw each other, mate, don't they? <laughs> That's right. So yeah. so yeah, the FA Vars when it comes to the Western League sides, Farmworth home to Lanson, as I mentioned, uh, Helston home to Saltash. Uh Millbrook take on Ivy Bridge. That's not going to be an easy game, is it? Ivy Bridge no. seem to be uh, pretty good at the moment. Um, Shepton Mallet, home to Mausol. And then uh, Wendron go to Tor Point. That will be another interesting yeah. match, won't it? Yeah, that's a right old banana skin for Tor Point, that is, mate, isn't it? We know, we know how well Wendron can play, mate, if they're on it, mate. Yeah, that's right. That's so some some interesting yeah. matches there. Like I said just now, there's some uh, there's a lot of games I would like to watch on Saturday, but obviously yeah. that's not going to be possible. Um, couple of games, other 
additional games midweek, as well as Bridgewater home to Saltash on Tuesday. We've got Helston home again. This time they take on Millbrook. And we've also got the day after on Wednesday. Mosul don't have to travel quite so far this time. They're at they're at uh, Farmer Town. Yeah, local derby really digs that one, isn't it? <laughs> from, from <Mosul. laughs> yeah. That's the Western League. Let's uh, look at Step Six football that uh, is involved in the county, and that means we look at the Southwest Peninsula League, and it's a busy, busy Phil Hiscox. Well, two weeks since we last spoke, Phil, and um, what have you got to tell us? Well, busy as always. Um, busy on one particular Saturday, rearranging all 17 games, which Ooh, is not yes. something I normally do in September, but yes. Yeah, how does uh, that fit into your sort of criteria anyway? It, I, I guess it's just using up another date. Yeah, I mean, the, the good thing was I was actually able to find a Saturday date for every single fixture because I leave some spaces at the end. Uh, but it's not quite as good news as it sounds because obviously if I've used them for a Saturday in September, if we have a bad winter, that's one set of dates that I can't use for a wet Saturday later on. So it's not a problem at the moment, but you know, it's another date used later on if if we have a bad winter. Yeah. Just thinking ahead, um, World Cup, how does that affect any fixtures this season? Right. Well, what I've done, and I'm not going to criticise the rugby in the Western League, perhaps, but perhaps he didn't check his diary. <laughs> um, the World Cup starts on November the 14th, and the last midweek games we've got scheduled in East and West are the preceding midweek, the uh, 8th and 9th of November. Mm. Uh, and then after that, there are no more midweek fixtures until you get to sort of, well, technically Boxing Day is the next non-Saturday fixtures, by which time the World Cup will be over. Um, and the Saturday ones, generally speaking, uh, looking at plotting England's progress shouldn't be much of an issue. There, there is one Saturday, depending if we are second or third or best third place team in our group, that could be a Saturday tea time kickoff. Um, but that's you know that that's plotting us not just progress, but a progress in a certain position in the group. Mm. Um, but he, I even take the view on that one that actually, if, if that one happens, it could be quite a simple thing of just in, in, inviting clubs to kick off an hour or so earlier. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be happy to do that, wouldn't they? Try and keep the people in the clubhouse and that well, sort of thing. Well, keep the people in the clubhouse, yeah. Yeah, but, so, but that is, a, a, depends on England getting out of the group, but also in which position they get out mm. of the group. Okay. So it's, it's not a certainty by any means. Right. The actual group games, there's one on a Friday night, so you won't probably managers will be asking the players to behave, but <laughs> <laughs> but none none actually on Saturdays in ah, the right. three group games. Oh, that's pretty good, then, isn't it? Yeah, very good yeah. of the uh, the World Cup organising committee to uh, consider the Peninsula League, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and so just my little point there on the on the Western League, the Les Phillips Cup games were announced this week, which they they do in in the Western League on a regional basis, uh, and he's put them all in on the fifteenth and sixteenth of November. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at that thinking that's the 15th of November will be the first day, the day after the opening game, if you know what I mean? Right, the first yeah. day where there are three live games back to back. And he's put in fixtures those nights. So, right. oops. 
It's not as if he didn't know there was going to be a World Cup, is it? <laughs> well, you wouldn't have thought so, but never mind. That's, I say, that's not my problem. It's not no, my problem. That's right. Whilst we're talking about the Western League, uh, let, let's bring up the old restructuring. And uh, are we any further forward? I, I think you've had another meeting, haven't you? Yeah, we're, we're meeting uh, beginning of each month. So we've had the September one now. Um, basically, that one we've agreed the constitutions of the subcommittees. Um, the previous one in August, we, we'd invited board members of both leagues to, to express an interest in whether they wish to carry on and serve in the new league. So we, we, I won't name names, but the majority of both leagues committee members have said they they would be. And we've now we sort of at this meeting in September, we've given them tasks. So a very important subcommittee, obviously, is a finance one because you, there's mm-hmm. lots of issues there to resolve, both in terms of the assets of the two currently going forward, but then also, you know. The Western League have their way of uh, getting money from clubs in, in terms of fees and fines, and, and we have our ways. And, and yes, they're broadly similar, but they're not the same. So that needs to be tidied up. Uh, and then there are other all sorts of issues. You know, um, where do we buy the stationery from? Where do we buy the trophies from? Both leagues have got ball supplier deals and things. So mm-hmm. that finance subcommittee will have a lot of work to do. And fortunately, I've managed to get myself not on it. <laughs> I'm on the more more boring one looking at rules and competitions you know the playing rules Um, and then there's another one which I I did a bit of progress this week Uh, the West League are very good in terms of their media presence aren't they 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 do their own podcast Uh, rather than the league newsletter which I do as secretary they have a, a, a young chap who does their bulletin every Saturday night. Mm. Uh, and we've got this chap, Matt Dainty, who's moved into the area. He's working at Plymouth Argyle as a marketing manager who's got expertise in that field. So my job on Tuesday, just gone on, was to sort of make sure that my guy, Matt, met their chap, Ian Knockholds. Uh, so we went to Almondsby versus Bristol Telephones. Uh, myself, I introduced Matt to Ian. John Poole, the Western League chairman, met, introduced Ian to Matt. Uh, and we left the two of them to have a geek fest for an hour and a half while we watched the game. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it, it's a major operation, really, isn't it? Bringing the two leagues together. Um, yeah. it's uh, Yeah, and, and trying all the time to try and not allow, either, yeah, not allow either league to say, well, we'll just do it the way we do it. Mm. Um, but on the other hand, you don't want to sort of say well we'll do it this one that way and that one that way you want to you want to make sure that you take the best bits from both yeah to, to produce the best product yeah. um so yeah um at the moment it, it say it's working but we're in that committee stage now of we know it's happening we're now on these subcommittees looking at the finer details and i suppose that's quite boring but it's very very important that you get those details right so that, you know, come next season, it's it's set up the way we want it. Mm. Are we any closer to a name yet? Uh, yes, but I'm not allowed to tell you still. Oh, come on. Sort that I out. So- right. Well, I will try. It came up this time, actually, that people were, were sort of guessing the name and couldn't we say it. And I think... The company secretary of the Western League was, was registering the name with Companies House to make sure we got it in first. Right. So um, once that's done uh, and nobody else can pinch the name, then, then we will make it public. I've got a feeling that's what you told me about three weeks ago. But uh, Yeah, I'm go. waiting for it. Yeah, <laughs> see, this is when you need to rely on somebody else to do a job. You see? <laughs> I'm sure we're sure putting 
getting a new name company in registered company's house is not a two-minute job so I'll, I'll give him some credit okay <laughs> and uh, i heard a little um suggestion um on another podcast the other day that you might be the new secretary is that right i think the 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 senior officers' positions, I think it's fairly well established now that the chairman and vice chairman of the Western League are likely to continue in their posts. Um, and the main secretary will be offered or has been offered to me. Um, but then there is going to be other roles. So, for example, at the moment in the political league, I'm the company secretary as well, which does the, the minutes and things. Mm. Well, that might be one of the jobs somebody else does as a, as a sort of a company secretary rather than league secretary um because i've obviously got to be in a situation where i want to do be you know the main secretary for all five divisions but equally going from two divisions to five is going to take a lot more of my time so yeah. it, it, it's it's taking out which bits of the role i currently do now and who could do those bits without it actually impacting on the day-to-day running mm. Yes, um, it's, a, it's a big coming together, isn't it, really? So, yeah. Uh, another one is that I, I do the Leeds Benevolent Fund as the Secretary of the Trustees. Well, that's another job where um, a different board member, more from the Peninsula League, is being lined up to do that role because it's a, it's a sort of standalone role where you could say, well, actually, somebody else could do that, so it saves Phil doing it, um, but it doesn't impact in the way that the league is run as such because it's a, a standalone job. Okay, well, that's uh, restructuring for the moment. Obviously, we'll we'll keep coming back to that as the season develops and uh, and everything rolls out. Back on the pitch, all the one hundred percent records have been gone since uh, since we last spoke, Phil. Yes, and we're down to. I, I checked last night after obviously St. Blasey had, had lost at the Weybridge to see who was still unbeaten. Because one proud little fact I've always had in the Peninsula League is no team has ever gone a season unbeaten. Um, <laughs> I like this. Uh, yeah, I like the way you say one proud fact. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. I don't like the idea that a team wins every game or is undefeated for a whole season. I, I think that's, you know, as a league. Um, and we're talking not just, obviously, Falmouth last season, but, you know, your Parkways, your Bucklands, your Bodmins, when they were good teams, none of those achieved it either. Mm. Um, and the pressure is now on Credit and United and Mullion. And I, I don't know what odds we would have got on saying those two names. Well, I was just about to say two teams that we wouldn't have expected to be un- unbeaten not. at this stage, isn't no, it? Absolutely not. It's, <laughs> yeah, so the pressure's on those two. Um, so Crediton, uh, have they got a much of a same side or different? No, or? I, they they benefited. They, they remember last season. One of the clubs that had applied from below was Topsham Town, mm-hmm. who hadn't sorted out their plan of permission for the lights. Well, the Topsham Town manager applied for the vacant creditors manager's job towards the end of last season. Ah. Uh, so he he probably knew what was coming at Topsham <laughs> in terms of they weren't likely to to, to get the nod. Um, a chap called Jack Furzer, who previously managed St Martins when they were in the Peninsula League East mm-hmm. Division. Um, and so, so they, they have had an in, a new manager and an influx of players who would been doing quite well in the league below. But even so, it's still a quite a, a something to to have their record. Although they have drawn three times, haven't they? So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, a draw is better than losing. So um, yeah, so Crediton played nine and, and won six of those, and drawn the three. And Mullion played eight, won six, and drawn two. Now the 
the, the question is, the likes of Mullion and Bude doing very well in the West, obviously. Can they go up if they were yeah. to finish in the top four? Very pleased to clarify that. And, and can I chuck in O'Campton, Argyle and Tinmer from the East? Because those four mm-hmm. would all be in the same ilk. Um, right, all four of them joined the league either this season or in the case of O'Campton the previous season with the minimum standards to play at step six. So that's you, you come up with a certain set of standards and planning permission for floodlights and a seated stand particularly. And there, there might there's some other little tiny jobs, things like... Um, the criteria allows for to- toilets and the dressing rooms for, for to be the exclusive use of players and officials. And then once you're in step six, they have to be in each individual dressing room. So there's things like that. But mainly floodlights and seat stand are the two big differences. Now, you join with those. So they're entitled to play at step six for a period of time whilst that work is done. Uh, and any extension to that timescale would have to be approved by the FA. But to play at step five, you have to comply with the ground standards for step six in full. And then you get any dispensation to reach the grading standards for step five for a period of time. It's again normally 12 months unless the FA extend it. Um, so in the case of all four of those, that's O'Campton and Tynmouth in the east, Butte and Mullin in the west. Until they could fully comply with the requirements of step six, they would be ineligible for promotion. And the deadline to do the work is the 31st of March to be considered for the following season's promotion and the following season's things like the FA bars. Hmm. Those clubs, by the way, they, they we'll, we'll move on to talk about the FA bars this weekend. One of the conditions of coming up with that ground standard rather than Bridport, who came in with a full ground grading, is that you can't play in the FA Vars until you've done all the work either. Right. So they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying any of them. It's far too early. They've got five and a half, five and a bit months. Um, no, six and a bit months, six and a bit months to, to do the work. So I'm not saying that they can't comply, but at this moment in time, they wouldn't comply. Right. Okay. Right. We know you've been to Almondsbury this week. Where else have you watched a game of football? Uh, Got the miles in again. Uh, two trips to Cornwall. Saturday, I saw our friend Rappo. Oh, resplendent in his Glasgow Rangers shirt. Um, <laughs> Glasgow Rangers? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it was. I think it? he's a Celtic fan. So uh... It was definitely dark blue. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why be... I insulted him then. <laughs> Right. Well, right. Well, he was in, in some Scottish football show. Perhaps it was a Scotland show. I don't know. I didn't. Right. Well, that's um, interesting. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So don't I watched, tell his uh, brother-in-law. Don't tell his brother-in-law who is a Celtic supporter. Right. Anyway, m- let's move on quickly from there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, I was trying to tick off some of the teams I hadn't seen yet this season, and I hadn't seen either Launceston or Wadebridge. So I went and watched. Went to Penny Gillam on Saturday. Uh, Good afternoon in the sunshine. Uh, Launceston nil, Weybridge four. Probably should have been more goals, to be honest. It was 3 0 at half time. The second half was a bit of a non event, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that, that was, it was nice to see, uh, to see Rappo and, and, and have an afternoon at Launceston. Always nice to see uh, Keith Ellicott bear at Launceston and things. <laughs> uh, and then on a similar ilk on Wednesday night, uh, Another two of the teams in the West I hadn't seen this season were playing each other. So it was St. Austell 3, Camelford 3. That was a good um, game, wasn't it? 
Yeah, particularly the second half. Second, first half wasn't any great shakes, but five of the six goals came after the break, um, with both teams leading at different points. Uh, St. Austell had gone ahead at 1-0 and 2-1. Um, and then Camelford came back and were leading 3-2, uh, and obviously ended with 3-3. Right. What sort of attendance did they I didn't they hear have? an official figure, but there was a good hundred or so there. Right. Okay. Yeah. And there were other big games on on Wednesday night, weren't there? You know, so Blazy were at Weybridge, and, yes. and I know because I've had their their result sheets through already. They, there was two hundred and four at Weybridge. Yeah, that's a good gate, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what? What's the biggest crowd we've had so far this season? Any idea? Yeah, Weybridge one will get into the top ten, but it is not the highest. The highest so far this season was St Blazy Penzance early doors at two hundred and eighty one. Um, that opening game at Liscard, 237. St. Blasey, Weybridge, 233. So the, we've now had four plus 200s, three of them involving St. Blasey. Right, OK. Uh, and in fifth place is the highest East crowd so far this season, which was the the sort of Dorset-Devon derby between Bridport and Honiton, 182. Right. Where are you off to um, for the next seven days, then? Right. Well, Saturday, I'm down now to... Five of the 36 teams I haven't seen, um, and I'm going to try and sound enthusiastic about week the one I'm taking <laughs> off on Saturday. <laughs> I've got a lift with a referee who picked up a, a sort of replacement game. The referee who was unavailable, I presume, probably pinched by the FA for an FA Vars, leaving um, uh, Exeter referee who often gives me a lift. And he's uh, refereeing Plymouth Marjons versus Holsworthy. Uh, mm-hmm. And Plymouth Marjons are one of the five I haven't seen yet this season, so... As I've got a lift, that's uh, that one. You always enjoy uh, going there, don't you? Oh, I, I'm, I can hardly, hardly contain my indifference. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Marjons. I just, I, uh, I just do not like plastic pitches. And, <laughs> and, uh, I, I went there last Easter. Actually, saw a lot of goals there, so I, I might be entertained. Yeah. I might be entertained, but. Uh, uh, Tuesday night isn't an awful lot. It's it's the this coming midweek is the main midweek for the Devon St Luke's Bowl. The following midweek is the main midweek for the Cornwall Senior Cup. Right. So this coming midweek there are no East League fixtures, but there are some West. And then the week after it's the other way round. The the West teams are playing in the County Cup, and there are some East League fixtures. Um, I'm probably looking at uh, a local game on the Tuesday, Crediton against Columpton or Newton Spurs versus Exmouth uh, in the St. Luke's. Wednesday, I'm going to try and get to Godolphin versus Liscard because Godolphin are one of the three West teams I haven't yet seen this season. Right. Okay. And FA Vars Saturday, of course. Um, are we expecting any big surprises? Um, I mean, there's some odd fixtures there, isn't there? There's... Um, Four all-league ties. So there are four that we know somebody will go through. Um, two all-east ones, Elberton versus Torrington and Sidmouth versus Crediton. One all-west one, Camelford versus St. Blasey. Uh, and one east versus west, or west versus east, Callington versus Columpton. So there are four there where we know that we progress. Uh, there's a couple of ties where you'd have to say the Peninsula team looks to be well up against it. Uh, Axminster have to go to Barnstable who beat Godolphin 10-0 in the last round so that looked a, a big ask 
uh, Bridport are home to Petersfield, who are in Wessex League Premier. So I can't see that going them going through. Launceston are away at Falmouth. Hmm. Can't really see much past a home win there. Um, and then there are the ones where you look at it and think, hmm, that could be interesting. And I, I would include certainly Liscard's trip to Bishop's Lydiard. Uh, I think that's step six versus step six. So I would be hopeful that this guard will, will progress. Uh, Bobby Tracy at home to Welton. Bobby are doing well, but Welton are step five. So that's a you know, one to look out for. Millbrook Ivybridge, similar, isn't it? Millbrook are step mm. five, but Ivybridge are doing well at step six. Uh, Wendron at Torpoint. Again, another one where you look at it and think possible. I'm not, I'm not suggesting all of these will win, but you, you'd hope to think some of them would. And then uh, Newton Abbott Spurs, who really seem to have drawn the short straw in the FA Vars this season. An awful lot of local games, but in the last round they had to travel to Radstock and won. <laughs> and the reward is another trip to Odd Down. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. And I suppose if they can win at Radstock, they can win at Odd Down, would be the argument with that one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two particularly interesting matches there. You mentioned Millbrook against Ivy Bridge and Torpoint Wendron. Just yeah. a shame they aren't the other way round and home advantage, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, probably so. But you know, say those are the those are the sort of ones I'd be looking at, thinking, well, yeah, I'm not suggesting we say we're going to win all of those, but there's four or five there where you think, well, you know, if we can win two or three of them, yeah, you know, split the difference, as it were. Yeah, some good games yeah. there, and you're off to more Johns, and I'm off to more Johns. Yeah. <laughs> right. Service before self, isn't it? That's what they say. Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, I think we've pretty much covered everything we need to this week, uh, Phil. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, Dees, I can't believe Phil thought I had a Rangers shirt on, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Ne- I, that would never happen in my lifetime, mate. <laughs> I must admit, when he said it, I had to actually stop and query it. So so what, whose yeah. shirt was it you were wearing? It, it, it was nearly right, to be fair, mate. It, it was Navy. It was a Scotland shirt, mate. It was a Scotland shirt from the Euros, mate. <laughs> I, got, I got it cheap. <laughs> but because I thought about it afterwards and uh, um, Rangers is, is sort of royal blue isn't it really rather yeah. than navy blue so um, yeah it is mate so it was yeah. Scotland right okay so yeah it was a Scotland shirt <laughs> yeah yeah, I, yeah I would never wear a Rangers shirt mate. <laughs> it's like wearing a Liverpool shirt mate it, it just wouldn't happen in my lifetime mate but no it's nice to see Phil and Phil and Tracy as well, Deeks, at Penny Gillum, mate. Lovely day for it, it was, Deeks, last Saturday. I know you went to the movies, mate, didn't you? Last no, Saturday. I went to Penzance. <laughs> of course you did, yeah. yeah. When did you go to the movies, mate? That was Wednesday. Come on, keep oh, up yeah, with it. Sorry, keep mate. up with it. That sorry, was Wednesday. Mate, yeah. That's right. I thought Deeks is missing a game to go to the cinema. But... <laughs> well, on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Come on. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's true, mate. That was a bit... <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit stupid of me, mate. But, but um, hey, I bet Phil didn't have the list of uh, the Queen passing away, mate, on on his list the reasons to postpone seventeen games. Did he, mate? No, no. That's well. Ho- hopefully, he didn't. No, that's right. So, with no, the net, he's had the water logging and floodlight failures, hasn't he? But, but the Queen, obviously, a different one altogether. Look, you said they think it's a bit of a major operation, isn't it, to merge the two leagues, mate? Next season, I think it's going to be. Really interesting, mate. The first season, you know, 23 24, it'll be, mate, won't it? You know, with the new league, as, as long as Phil gets that fixture secretary role, mate, I, I think our clubs that go up will be really happy, mate, won't they? I think, 
Yeah, he, he was telling me off air that he was actually going to ask if you fancied doing it or not. Crikey, mate. <laughs> I'd be the most hated man in, in the southwest trying to do films. <laughs> no, only the fixtures, only the fixtures, not the rest of it. But uh... Oh, crikey, mate. <laughs> I'll leave that to the expert, I think, Dicks. I'll leave that to the So anyway, looking at the uh, matches last Saturday, um, anything anything stands out? Um, Any thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I thought there were a couple of good results. Deeks, you know, obviously, well, you've picked a couple of good games this week, Deeks, something to go to. You know, I thought Penley Port, mate, Penzance three, Callington nil, mate. I thought that's. I know Callington are on a little bit of a bad run, but. You know, until last night, obviously, but but I thought that was an excellent result for Penzance Deeks. I thought they looked because they played Weybridge a week before Deeks, and I, I I did say I think I mentioned it to you, mate. I, I thought Penzance looked all right, mate. You know, like well organised and you know defensively looked soaked up quite a bit of pressure against Weybridge, but they looked pretty compact, mate, and they they had a bit of a threat on the break. And I thought Penzance were all right, Deeks. So it wasn't a big shock, you know, when I heard the result, but but I think three nil. You know, I don't think anyone saw that coming, Diggs, did they? No, really? that's right. I just, um, I don't know, Callington didn't look anything like the Callington that we saw up at Liscard no. first game of the season. And no. uh, I did have a look and they had quite a, a different team, to be honest. Um, and a usual thing, you yeah. know, I, I caught Sean Vincent before the game, manager of Callington, and, he, you know, he said that, players there were a couple of players who couldn't make it you know new yeah. signing cj pritchard um yeah. and uh couldn't make it or or forgot that the train <laughs> left at quarter past 11 i'm not sure which but um but yeah <laughs> you know uh, what's the matter with these players i i, I really don't know deeks is unbelievable isn't it mate i just can't you know i can't see how a player would like miss a game for like any old willy nilly you know we, we, we'd we have to be in plaster to miss a game wouldn't we Deeks yeah, that's that? right yeah. you know yeah I know there's a lot more going on these days with people and, and stuff but flipping that mate it's just you know, the commitment especially at that level of football you know we're talking a good level of football Deeks you know what yeah, to miss a game mate I'd be I'd be, I'd be gutted mate when you, you know I didn't want to miss any game really no that's Crikey. right no well let's um, let's Go back to that Penzance game. Uh, I didn't realise until afterwards, but it was actually their first home win for about a year. And guess, who, guess who they beat a year ago? Well, Callington, mate, was it? <laughs> yes, it was, it was <laughs> Callington. Callington obviously don't like going to Penzance. But, um, no. yep, yeah, it was Callington. Anyway, um, so the question is, are things looking up for the Magpies? Um, let's hear from one of the management team down there. Uh, well, that is after we got his name sorted out. <laughs> Farrell, Farrell, F-E-R-R-E-L-L, Dave. F-E, oh, it's F-E-R-R, is it? I thought it was yeah. F-A. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, we're the Irish side of things. Oh, you're the Irish side. So it's Adrian Farrow from Penzance. Farrell, yeah, that's it, yeah. Right, we got yeah. there in the end. And, um, yeah. well, uh, you're, you're getting there gradually, aren't you, down at uh, Penley Park? Yeah, hopefully, Um when we went there, it was, it was a tall order. I mean, obviously, we'd been there before years ago, and uh, John and myself. And uh, when we left, we left under a bit of a cloud at the time, uh, vowed never to go back, <laughs> um, and uh, went on to do a season with Gary Marks down at Port Levin, uh, and then decided that was it. 
um, jacked in for like 13, 14 years. And then Craig Nix has come back in. Uh, we were at Gary Marks's wedding, funnily enough. And uh, John's wife said to my wife, I'm fed up with him over me under my feet every Saturday. She said the same thing. <laughs> so we managed to get back into it. So, yeah, it's been... But as far as Penzance are concerned, yeah, it's uh, it's a tall order. It's not going to be cured in five minutes. Um, but uh, hopefully we can make inroads and uh, start making things better down there. So what exactly is the setup in the way of management down there? Is it a, a, a treble sort of setup, a trio yeah. or what? Yeah, Stupid as it sounds, it is actually, and it, and it works well because obviously, you know, Craig does his bit, John and I do our bit, and uh, it, it all seems to work. It did over at Marazine when we first tried it, and then, of course, we went to the dev side over at uh, Mausel, and it worked quite well over there as well. And uh, now we're hopefully bringing it to, uh, to Penzance. And I noticed a couple of games that Craig actually, he's, he doesn't stand in a dugout, does he? He's sort of somewhere else around the pitch. He tends to like the lofty position of looking down on things, Dave. We're a bit taller than he is, so we can see from <laughs> higher up. But uh, he likes to get up in the grandstand, have a look. And then very, sometimes you'll see one of us die for our phone and he'll point something out. And uh, we try and work it out from there sort of thing. But uh yeah, he, t- he tends to like to go up in the back of the stand and have a look and uh, or stand around the other side of the pitch and have a look and see how things are panning out for us. So when it comes to um, selecting teams and tactics and all that sort of thing, do you fall out? Yeah. Not after all these years. No, sometimes we do have a bit. We might have a player that one of us has got a bit of a bone of contention with and we tend to say, you know, this out and we put our side of it and... At the end of the day, we always seem to come to the same same agreement after we've tossed a few things around. So, yeah, no, as far as falling out goes, no, we don't fall out. <laughs> right. That's, I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. So, Saturday, 3-0 against Callington. What, yep. what went right Saturday that hasn't perhaps been slightly there for the rest of the season? Personnel. Getting everybody there. I mean, this is that was the first game where we've got everybody available at the same time apart from to be fair one was missing cam collins was at a wedding but yeah we've that's that's it really it's personnel we've been going away with 11 players and on a friday night sometimes you get a phone call and you've gone from 13 down to nine because somebody's hamsters had a miscarriage or something you know what it's like it's oh just, poor old hamster yeah you know it's just <laughs> It's just one of those things, you know, the excuses you get these days. I don't think the – it's difficult to get players interested, I think, David, you know, these days. It's not like when we played, is it, where you worked all week to play football. I think the mm. outlook on things now are slightly different. But fortunately, you know, everybody now should be available. And from there now, we can hopefully progress a bit. And, uh, well, as I said, 3-0 win against Callington. Yeah. The change room must have been pretty happy after that one. Yeah, yeah. We were all we were all very pleased. Obviously, you don't want to get too carried away because it's, you know, it's only one win. The hard part now is to go again on Saturday against a good butte side and try and get something up there. And, of course, that's, well, your longest trip of the season, isn't it? So, yeah. personnel-wise, yeah. fingers crossed, I guess. Yeah, I think we should be okay. Like I said, Cam Collins is now available again, so that that puts us back to a full squad again. Um, so we will be going to Bude with a 
with a few with a, with a full squad. Hopefully, well, we are at the moment, Dave. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's three days to go yet. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hang yeah, on. Anything, but anything can happen. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Jacob Trudgen. Now, tell us a yep. bit about him. He got two on two goals on Saturday. Could well yep. have had his hat trick apart yep. from hitting the post. What, yep. what do we know about him? Jacob came to us. We we watched Jacob several times last season down at uh, Ludgeven. Um, we he was a player that we we wanted to take to Mausel at one point when we were there. And as soon as we got this job in Penzance, he was one of the first ones we signed because we he gives us something a bit different. He's he's a, he's a great, great ball player. You know, when, when he when he's one on one he'll take players on and he'll he'll get in the box and make things happen. And yeah, Trudge is a is a great asset to us. And is he your regular penalty taker or was it just because it would have been his hat trick? No, we'll give him another go. Oh, right. We'll give, we'll give him another go. Right. We, we, we'll let him rectify that mistake on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter so much when you're three up, does it? No, it doesn't. If it was uh, nil-nil in a cup final or something, I suppose, then you're <laughs> putting a gun to your head and pulling the trigger. But no, it, it's... Uh, no, we, we, he'll, he'll carry on taking our penalties, yeah. I was also surprised, looking at the... the the uh, results you've had this season so far and the goal scorers, that, that was Darrow Richards's first goal on Saturday. Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, yeah, Darrell, he, he does an awful lot of work for us. He, he's brilliant. You know, we tried him out on the wing and it didn't work for Darrell and it didn't work for the team. But when we pulled him back in the middle again, it all it all worked because when Darrell picks the ball up and he runs at players and he makes things happen, you know, he, he's, he's a real handful. Um, he did it the crossbar at St. Blasey first game of the season. Um, that was probably the closest he's come other than that, really. <laughs> we don't count hitting the crossbar. No, we don't. No, you don't. At the time, you curse it, but you don't You don't count it. <laughs> no. And um, how keen is the rivalry between you and Mausel these days? Well, obviously, Mausel are in a different league. Um, you know, what Jake's doing over there is completely different to what, what we've got. Um, I suppose it, it'll always be there. Um, years ago, when I played, it was always between Marazine and Penzance. But, mm. uh, no, I, no, we, you know, we got no axes or anything to grind with um, with Mausel. You know, we had a good time when we were over there, and uh, you know, we wish him all the best. One of the reasons I asked that is that uh, I, you know Silas Sullivan, he's come with you. He, was he yeah. at Mausel last season? He was, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, uh, Ty, uh, and Tyler and uh, Ryan Andrew. And Archie Reynolds, they, they were four players that um, we brought with us. They've all stepped up and done a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, I'm just, th- you know, th- sort of thinking it's good that Penzance can still attract players because, let's be fair, they, well, dare I say it, they are the biggest club in West Cornwall, aren't they? From from our eyes, certainly, yeah. I mean, there will be a lot of uh, obviously. There's a lot of clubs that think they're bigger, like St. Just. I think apparently reading one of your <laughs> reading one of your things. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah. They, I mean, they, they've always been a big draw. I think Penzance. You know, you go in there, you see the ground, you see the the grandstand, you know, and everything around it really just oozes class, doesn't it, Dave? You know, I have to say the pitch was looking really good on Saturday as well. Yeah. John does a fantastic job in there on it. You know, he, he he's a he's a real soldier as far as doing anything like that in the club. You know, people like that you just cannot do without. And Penzance have sort of 
pick, pick themselves up a bit, haven't they? They've you know gone up a couple of gears. You you got a yep. media man there now, haven't you? Yeah, Anthony came with us. He's another he's another signing from Maisel. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, um, yeah. He, he used to do it over at Maisel for us, and uh, I don't know what happened. Whether they had somebody else to do it, and Anthony came in and asked, could he could he do it for us? And we were delighted that he did because he did a great job for us, and uh, and he's doing a great job for us now. Yeah, we're delighted to have Anthony there. And is this the the media side? Is is that something now that clubs have got to have? Do you think? I think I think it certainly helps because it, it generates interest, um, and I think that you know, like you can have a rerun of things. You can you can have a look at things and see where maybe things can change and get get better on the pitch. Um, we've got a great a great man in there doing the uh, program as well. In James James, there, you know, he's he's fantastic as well. You know, everything off the pitch in there with Godfrey in charge and. Chris Farley and everyone involved in there is absolutely superb, to be honest with you, Dave. you just got to sort it out on the pitch, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know, that's down to us now. But like I said, it's not a five-minute fix. It might take a season or two before you start attracting the, the type of players that are going to push you well up the league, you know. But uh, we're there to do a job and uh, hopefully we can uh, do it and make Penzance proud. And what's been your best memory so far this season then? The best memory so far this season, I think, was winning at Newquay. Oh yeah, so far, yeah. I think that's probably where everything changed for us um, because you know we uh, that was the first game we won as Penzance managers, and I think yeah, I think that is the uh, the biggest memory so far. That's a funny old game, wasn't it? Because I I was thinking it yeah. was going to be a nil nil. I, I couldn't see anyone yeah. scoring to be honest. No, no, we only really had the one chance, but we took it. <laughs> and like I tell you know, like like we tell the players. If you're under the course for 89 minutes and it's nil-nil and you've got the other end and score and win one-nil, that's all anybody ever remembers. You've got a lot of players there that I would imagine are quite frustrating to you at the moment. I mean, the goal scorer that night, Kizzy Snowden, he's a yeah. frustrating player, isn't he? He can be. Yeah, he can be. But when he's on song, he's absolutely lightning. You know, he's a quick lad. He takes some stopping and he doesn't mind putting himself in and out either. So, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's just... It's, it's finding the best way to get get these players working, you know. That that that's the thing. Right. Well, we wish you the best of luck for the for the season, Adrian. Um, what time are you leaving on Saturday? <laughs> Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it'll be around about eleven o'clock. I think, Dave. Oh, not too bad then. No, no, no. It shouldn't. No, no. I, I think it's about eleven o'clock. Unless John wakes up and he decides he wants to go earlier, but I think it'll be about 11 o'clock. We're up on a coach, so... I was going to say, do you have a coach for that sort of trip? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we've got a coach, so uh, we're, we're going on that. Well, yeah. let's hope it's a good trip back. Yeah, yeah, let's hope so, Dave. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope it's uh, a good trip back. But as we know, because we played Bude last year when we were at Mausel in one of the Cups, and uh, they were a good side. They were a good side then, and apparently they're stronger now. So... Uh, we look forward to seeing how we get on against them. Yeah, they're only third in the table. Yeah, that's all. Nothing really to worry about. Right. <laughs> no, not, 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 not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to St. Blasey and we did a good job. So hopefully we can carry, you know, carry that form into that game as well. Right. OK. Well, thanks so much, Adrian, for coming on the podcast. And like I said, you know, keep it going. Thank you, Dave, for inviting me. And uh, nice to see you on Saturday. It was lovely. And nice, right. nice, nice cup of tea that Craig gave me, even if it was meant for someone else. 
Yeah, well, he's he's all heart, as well you should know. He didn't, he didn't offer you the chocolate bar he had in his pocket, though, did he? Oh, no. I, I'm not no. sure I like the idea of that, to be honest. <laughs> no, you never know what you might get. No. <laughs> right. I think we better end it there. <laughs> all right, Dave. Nice to speak to you. Thanks very much. The, the three-way management system, mate, seems to be working okay, doesn't it, Deeks, really? And I thought... You know, I thought Penzance looked quite well organised and and a threat going forward, Deeks, as well. You know, when I when I watched them, you know, against uh, Weybridge the other week, Deeks, and you know, three 0 though, great result, I must admit. You know, I didn't didn't expect that, but but uh, three good football men, Deeks, at Penley Port. You know, with Maka, Adrian, and Nixie. You know, know know them all pretty well, and you know, one of my old clubs, Deeks. You know, really like to see him do well, and you know. Uh, well, he's a massive sleeping giant, really, Deeks, isn't it? Penzance, mate, is, you know, when, they must be gutted, really, when you, you know, you see what's gone on down the road at Mosul and all Deeks, you know? Because, mm. like you said, mate, I think you mentioned, you know, it is the biggest club in the Penwith area, mate. There's, I don't think there's any doubt about that if you look at history and that. But to, to, to watch what Mosul were doing, mate, must be an even bigger kick in the teeth for Penzance. So, yeah, you know, love to see him do well, mate. And, and to be fair, Diggs, you know, got a couple of decent sort of scalps, mate, already, ain't they? Nuki and Callington, you know, probably, I think probably a couple of top half teams there, mate. So hope they have a good trip to Bude on Saturday, Diggs, you know, and see what happens there, mate. Yeah, that's right. Long trip. Let's hope uh, yeah. you know, that uh, the squad that Adrian um, was talking about, the personnel are there. And, uh, well, they should be... Um, Ready and and ready for action after that after that performance last Saturday. So yeah. uh, so good luck to yeah. them. Um, the the trio management. I've worked it out. John McCallum he pours the kettle. Adrian Farrow puts <laughs> a, puts a tea bag in, and Craig Nichols he gives the tea out because it was a you know he greeted me with a cup of tea. I, I think it was meant for someone else, <laughs> but um, but uh, I was more than willing to take it off his hands. So uh, well done to the trio. Yeah, yeah, good blokes, mate. Good blokes, mate. At least Nixie, we know he ain't going to drop it, mate, don't we? Good keeper. Good keeper. <laughs> now, um, Mullion. Have we got any yeah. words to say about Mullion? Yeah, I, 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 honestly, mate, I, 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 well, I'm sort of flabbergasted in a way, but, well, I've got plenty of flab these days. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about flabbergasted, but but Bude and Molly and mate, you know, I think people keep saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's a bit of a false start. I know a few people were saying, you know, tipping him to, to do quite well, but, you know, well, to be eight games, Dix, I mean, that's 25% of the season gone, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. So, you know, quarter of the season gone, and they're still, you know, obviously Mullion still unbeaten as well. So you know, hats off, thanks to to everyone at Bude and Mullion for what for. I think they took everyone by surprise, really, mate, didn't they? Yeah, really. And uh, as you say, um, Mullion are the only unbeaten team left now in the Peninsula West. Oh yeah, that's and, true. And that's a good reason to talk to a striker down there at Clifton Park who tells me he's tried to retire four times already this season. Let's hear him. <laughs> well, it's not every day of the week that uh, we get to speak to a hat-trick hero and one that it's it was his birthday as well. Well done, Dan Stidwell. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, like, uh, very good. Uh, well, very uh, very lucky for me to that my birthday actually fell on the Saturday. So, 
yeah um being 36 as well i whisper that quietly uh nice to nice to to think i can still can still do it so yeah it was a a nice birthday present yeah no was was it the the what is it the true the true hat trick is one with your right one with your left and one with your head uh, well, I did. My first one was with my left, and my sec- second one was with my right. But Ooh. yeah, for for people that see me play, they know I don't head, so <laughs> I don't know that was called a perfect hat trick. Uh, the other one was with, with the left as well. So, oh well, yeah. we'll we'll forgive you that one. But um, <laughs> so, well, I'm I'm going to whisper it like you did. But 36. I mean, you know, how many hat tricks have you scored in in your career? God, good question. That I don't think I've, I normally like. Obviously, used to be known as the Stato, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I haven't kept count of, of how many hat tricks I've had, but yeah, a few, a few across the across the years. Ah, it's a few. So, how's Mullion settling into the uh, Peninsula League than this season, Dan? Yeah, we've had a cracking start. Obviously, with oh, eight league games, six wins, and two draws. Um, yeah, it's been really good. We haven't really made t- too many additions. Obviously, Phil Catron coming coming across was uh, was a big one. Um, Luke Hunter signing from Godolphin, and we've now got Dan Greek from Paul Flevin. So we haven't we haven't made wholesale changes to our to our team that came up. So yeah, the boys are settling really well. Um, obviously helps that a few of them have played played at this level before. But yeah, just uh, just hope we can always give everyone a game really, and uh, not get not get walloped. So which we haven't done so far, which has been good. So no, in your opinion, what's been the the best result that Mullion have achieved so far? Um. Well, obviously, as you know, because you watched it, I wasn't there on the Camelford game, but I think uh, that was the that was the game that really, you know, really, really said to the league that, yeah, Mullion are here. Um, and by the sounds of it, the boys did put in a, a real good shift. So, yeah, probably the one where I wasn't there. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. And and Josh, is it Josh Wilson-Hone? He scored two in that game. Um, but has he been playing recently? Because when I last spoke to Rob, he had a slight injury problem. Yeah, he's still got the injury problem. Um, he's looking to to return uh, in mid October, so yeah, that'll be a bit of a boost to us. Um, and uh, hopefully, the old timers don't have to keep going up front. So <laughs> it, it sounds to me as if it's quite a a local team as such down there at Mullion these days. Yeah, obviously we got um, we got Josh Sims uh, who's based in Truro, um, but other than that, everyone's either. Um, lives in Mullion, went to school in Mullion or connected in some way to Mullion. So, yes, uh, it's a nice little team spirit we've got going on. Um, and, yeah, the boys seem to be in it together, which is uh, is always nice. So, You've obviously played Peninsula, haven't you, before with um, yeah. the likes of Helston, Port Levin, possibly? Or just yeah, Port I, I played I play Peninsula for Port Levin, yep. Yeah. So you've experienced it before. Were there many that hadn't? Didn't know anything about you know what it's like playing in the Peninsula. I, I I guess they haven't noticed any difference, have they? Seen you've done so well. No, well, there's a there's been a couple who have of uh, literally just played Mullion. Chris Chrissy Blee, for instance, just played Mullion, uh, played for Mullion their, their whole career really. Um, and yeah, like you say, they've really taken to it. Um, well, the league the league table is not lying really. So yeah, they've really taken to it really well. Um, and just uh, just I just been trying to say to them like you've you've earned it here so while you're here you might as well make the most of it enjoy it don't don't cower away and hide because you will get found out um but yeah so they've all the players that haven't experienced it have really stepped up to the plate and Mm. yeah they do seem to be enjoying it so and i i assume you didn't want to win the league cup 
<laughs> uh, well, no, it was a bit of a bit of a blotch on the coffee book, which um, yeah, a bit a bit frustrating really. But kind of didn't expect Nuki to set up the way they did with a narrow midfield, four of them in there, like all all have played at the peninsula level for a long time. So yeah, we uh, we were a bit slow. Me and Rob were a bit slow to to change the system really um and yeah they kind of kind of caught us and that's one of the things of this league sometimes we'll be the team that that goes to teams and they're not expecting how we're going to play and other times we then play against the likes of Nuki who we weren't expecting them to play like that and I guess it's all a learning curve for us all really so mm. yeah a bit, a bit of a shame that uh that we couldn't give them a better game I guess in fact that's your next game isn't it in the league yeah, we've got them at home uh, a week on Saturday. So, yeah, um, yeah, we're we're hopefully be a bit more prepared this time and give them a bit of a better game. So, <laughs> interesting, actually, your next couple of fixtures. Obviously, you've got um, Newquay at home. Then you go to Liscard and you go to Waybridge. Could be two toughies there. Yeah, the week after that as well, we've got Callington away. So, um, yeah, it's a real um, a real baptism of fire, and it's one that. That we quite like me and Rob especially have been looking forward to 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 see how the boys really adapt to you know three three away games especially where we are like long away games as well how how can we adapt to that uh, three weeks on the spin so yeah we're looking forward to it um, hopefully the boys are and we like I say we're just gonna go up there give a good account of ourselves and and hopefully give everyone a game that that we could play against it's a pity there's so many uh, days in between the games because you could have. St- camped up there couldn't you <laughs> yeah. yeah that's very true although I think w- in, through one of the weeks the 15th October we, we've got no game and if we'd beaten Nuki then we would have uh, would have been up at Newton Abbott Spurs so ah right I, yeah, I wondered cool. looking at your fixtures they're a bit um, they're a bit here and there because you're not playing Saturday because of someone getting buried or something aren't they what, yeah. what's that all yeah. about yeah Mr Wormington our, our um, last gaff winner special speciality man uh is getting married on friday so yeah he's uh we managed to rearrange the fixture for saturday leaving us no game so as half the team are attending attending the wedding on friday so yeah a bit of a blessing in disguise that one <laughs> see, see the old secretary phil hiscox he's very accommodating really isn't he yeah i think um i think it was sorted very quickly and sticker have got their game that i think they go to doubles so yeah, not no one's missing out on football that that doesn't want to be playing, so to speak. <laughs> right. And Chris had the wedding on a Friday so that you could all play on the Saturday, and you're still not playing. Well, I think that was his plan. Obviously, he didn't run it past his wife to be. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that, <laughs> when she found out, I don't think that went went down uh, very well. <laughs> right. Well, obviously, you're going to be celebrating on Friday, and c- c- congratulations to Chris and his uh, future wife on that. Um, how did you celebrate Saturday night then, when you had your hat trick? Uh, well, or was now- it just run of the mill thing, and you just went home and you know watched the telly? Yeah, now now you're 36. It's not really a reason to celebrate. <laughs> um, so yeah, just came home and spent a bit of time with the family. Had a takeaway, and yeah, um, bit of sweet with with my age, <laughs> being being so so uh, so big now. And obviously, scoring the hat trick was nice. But yeah, the age thing just took over. <laughs> it was nice scoring the hat trick, but obviously not as nice as the takeaway by the sounds of it. 
<laughs> yeah, so obviously, um, we've me and Rob have been having discussions, obviously, with his injury as well this season. Um, we've kind of really struggled for a striker. Josh Wilson home being injured, as you said earlier. Um, and we've uh, we've had Dutrick Coney playing for us as well for a bit when he's not been with the uh, FA Cup squad with Helston. Um, so we've tried a few other options and then just kind of said, I said to Rob, come on, let's roll back the years. I'll have a go up there. Oh. And yeah, it was lovely to lovely to put the ball in the net, especially against uh, one of my old former teammates at Fourth Eleven, Ryan Holland as well. So uh-huh. yeah, that, that was very nice as well. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's always good when you score one goal, let alone three. So well done, Dan. And uh, well, I, I was going to say keep it going, but I'm not sure you want to keep it going. You, are you <laughs> fussed about playing these days or what? I, I have actually this season tried to retire four times, but every time I seem to want to hang my boots up, then we are down to 12 or 13. So, yeah, I've got to carry on going for a minute. But right. while I'm scoring, I'm not complaining. <laughs> no, that's right. What's your scoring? Keep it going. And, uh, well, well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, hat trick on your birthday, Deeks. You know, and can't be bad, mate, can it? You know, 36 years young, Dan, mate. And um, I think I only remember doing that once in my life, Dick. I remember playing for Porth Leven, mate, up Tavistock. We won 3-2 and I had that trick on my birthday. But um, that's the only time I, I can ever remember it, mate. I know it was a decent evening, mate. But, um, but yeah, like you say, Dick, Mullion got off to a cracking start. Unbeaten after eight games. You know, 25% of the season already gone. It'd be interesting to see where they are at the halfway stage, Deeks, wouldn't it? With a with a few tougher fixtures coming up, but but plenty of goals and games left in Dan's legs yet. I think, mate. You know what? What we give to be thirty six again, Deeks, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, young man, young man. <laughs> yeah, of course. I had a very good excuse why I never got a hat trick on my birthday. Go on, Deeks. Well, it's in June. No football. <laughs> yeah that's true mate yeah yeah that's fair enough then mate <laughs> <laughs> otherwise yeah. uh, there would have been a hatful yeah yeah exactly exactly mate yeah, yeah we, we let you off that one <laughs> <laughs> right so um, games coming up uh, involving our peninsula sides a bit of a mixture really this week isn't it with um well there's yeah. just just two league games on saturday Bude, which we mentioned take on penzance and Dobwall's entertained sticker, and then it's uh, FA Vaz action for some of our teams, isn't it? Um, yeah. Any of the any of the ties sort of jump out at you or not? Yeah, there's some there's some decent games there, Diggs, and like, I think you've already mentioned, mate, Torpoint Wendler, and I think that'll be a really good game, mate. You know, I think Liscard will win at Bishop Bishop's Lydiard, mate. You know, five goals the other night, wasn't it? Hopefully scoring boots are back on. Camelford, some blazy beats. You know, the camels have picked up a little bit, mate, haven't they, recently? Mm. Good good drill at St. Ustall. So, I think Farmouth, obviously, you know, got the got the plum tie, really, and they against Launceston, I think, mate. You know, they can't see any problem there. But, nah, I suppose if you're going to look at it, Deeks, I, I think, I don't know what you think, Deeks, but probably Alston Salt Ash is the... Is the tie of the round, isn't it, mate? Down here, probably. Yeah, I, I would, I would uh, imagine so. That's right. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to because I saw them in the previous round. I'm actually going to take in St. Blaise's trip to Camelford, which is a little oh, bit yeah. more interesting now, isn't it? Because how are they going yeah. to bounce back? I'm surprised you haven't mentioned yeah. it yet, Rappu. But <laughs> Weybridge, did they win on Wednesday night? 
Yeah, I think they did. Who did yeah, they beat? Who, who was I mean, it they beat? Yeah, well, they they beat, mate. They the top, well, the league leaders with a hundred percent record, Dicks and Blazy, no less, mate. <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> just I, yeah, I'm just so glad you weren't there because otherwise the whole episode <laughs> would be going on about Weybridge beating St Blazy. I oh, know, I'd be full of it, Dicks. Would I? I'd be full of it. <laughs> I did actually, Dick. So I got to say, um, I did, I did get into work early, mate, and um, put the old VO on, mate, the old VO cam, mm. and uh, well done to Witzer, mate. It was a really good picture, actually, mate. You know, sound and picture, and so, but sold sold, Dick. So I was bloody hell of a busy, mate. So I didn't really get to. I had it on there in the background, but but every time I looked up, Dick, it looked like some blazy had a corner. <laughs> so. I did. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, mate. Was it all, stuck? All the, was, the, was the footage yeah. stuck? <laughs> yeah, I was almost, I was almost thinking that, Deeks. <laughs> I think I looked up about 10 times and Blazy had about eight corners. But <laughs> I think from what I saw, Deeks, I think Blazy played well enough, mate. I just think you got to say well done to, to the Bridges, mate, really, Deeks. You know, I think I think Blazy, you know, for 60, 70 minutes probably looked a little bit more light mate and then it looked like the bridges come on pretty strong last quarter hour mate I mean Smaler Smaler missed the one-on-one with the keeper well he, he, he hit the post actually mate before he scored great goal as well uh, curled one in the top corner I don't know if you've seen it yet Deeks, mm. have you Smaler's yeah. goal I, yeah. I, I've seen the clip um, via social media I think and uh, there's a guy there's a guy shouting hit it hit it hit it <laughs> <laughs> And eventually he does hit it and it goes in top corner. Yeah, it's a cracking goal. Did did try and get hold of Jacob uh, to have a quick chat for the podcast, but unfortunately um, um, hadn't heard back. So um, that's a shame, but uh, it was a good goal. And he's top scorer, I notice, for Weybridge. Yeah, six goals. Yeah, six goals, I think, mate. He's he's putting Lloydie and Jack, um, you know, to shame, mate, to shame. I mean, he had a great hat-trick at Sunostal. Mm. Uh, which probably helped a bit, but but yeah, he scored some pretty cracky. I mean, Weybridge do a goal of the month competition, mm. Deeks, and Mailer's just won that one, mate, for one of his goals at Sunostal. So, but yeah, yeah, he's he's looking. Well, to be honest, mate, he didn't play that well Saturday at London. To be fair, <laughs> it was probably his worst game I've seen him like. But but um, but yeah, overall, Deeks, he's having a really good season, and there's you know the team looks like there's plenty of goals in there, mate. You know, Barrow, mate, I'll have a strike um, from Ross Barrow, mate, up up Launson on Saturday, Deeks as well, and. Yeah, I mean, I think Rowers put a really good squad together. You know, I know I went on a bit about them. Then I make pre-season saying I thought they were a good side and and could you know sneak into that top four. I thought they was more than capable of it. But but he's um, the last couple of games, Dix. You know, if you look at the subs bench, there's there's five quality subs there, mate. And I think the Rowers got a nice problem, or, or, or not, or not a nice problem. You know, leaving five out. But I think. You know, he's, he had 20-odd players. I think he even had to leave four out, you know, of the old squad, you know, like mm-hmm. against Blazy. So, yeah, I think, you know, touch wood, everyone's apart from Kyle Flu, you know, everyone's sort of fit, you know, playing. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's got five good subs to, to bring off the bet, which is good, mate, when you got, you know, someone that can change a game, you know, like Smaler did last night, mate, you know, and, you know, five good subs, 11 good starters and five subs, mate, is... You know, it's a strong squad and and they're going well, Dinks. But I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say too much. I mean, Rob Rosevear, mate, in goal. You know, I'm let. I think that's five clean sheets in a row in the league, Dinks. I mean, 
the Columpton FA Vaz game was a bit of a blot on the hmm. copybook. They just, that, that, they just, for some reason, mate, it just didn't play that day. But, but, um, but yeah, I think league-wise, Diggs, that's five clean sheets in a row for Rob. And some great work being done by Wayne Roberts, Diggs. You know, i got to say, the, the keeper coach at Weybridge, mate, I mean, I watched like uh, Rob warm up, mate, on Saturday and he, you know, puts him through it, mate, and, he, and he's ready to go from the kickoff, you know, and obviously, you know, got to say well done to Wayne for, for helping Rob as well. But yeah, looking good, Diggs, second in the league for the Bridges. And yeah, you know, I think, you know, got to say, well, I think I think that was a bit of a statement result last night for a mate, wasn't it, really? Oh. To show their... A, yeah. a statement so result. I just thought, who who does yeah. the match report when you're not there watching yourself? Yeah, I don't know, Deeks. Rach went, mate. Rach and, Rach and Viv went, mate, last night. Rach took a few... <laughs> yeah, they still went, mate. They took a, Rach took a few photos, mate, for Witzer, you know, for the excellent programme at Weybridge, by the way, Deeks. You know, one of the best I've seen uh, for a while. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll do the report, Deeks. Um, certainly not me, mate. I, uh, well, it wouldn't be much of a report, mate. Blazy had 10 corners in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> made us good. Not much of a report, really, Dixon. It good well, crowd, though, mate. I think Phil mentioned didn't he, Dix? Yes, uh, um, two hundred and four was it? Um, That's it, mate. Yeah. yeah. So, gutted, go well, out, gutted, mate. Really, two great games I've missed midweek, Dix. That I would have gone to, you know, Alston on Tuesday and Weybridge on Wednesday. So, but um, I'll keep doing the lottery, Dix. I'll keep doing the lottery. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of midweek games coming up and one of those involves Weybridge. Um, they're up at Camelford. That'll be an interesting match as well, Rappo, won't it? Yeah, it will, Dix. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bit of old, you know, local derby, that one, mate. So, mm. you know, no, I think the, the clubs get on well, mate, but it's still a local derby. I think we went to it last season, didn't we? Yes, you we remember did, that yeah. Early season, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's it. Cracking game, wasn't it? I th- well, actually, Dix, I think Smaler scored the winner in that one, didn't he? Last minute, I, I think. I, yeah, I think you're right there. Certainly last yeah, minute, wasn't it? And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure that Weybridge uh, deserved to win that one, but um, no. it was a bit of a surprise to everyone when it was a last minute goal. So that's Weybridge. Yeah. They're up at Camelford on Tuesday, also taking place same night sticker at home to Wendron. And then two games as well on Wednesday. Uh, St. Austell against Bude and Godolphin against Liscard. Liscard goalless at Newquay on Saturday. Are they yeah. going to be goalless again at Godolphin? I don't think so, mate. No. Um, I think they'll have happier times with this trip to Newquay, mate, don't you? <laughs> it, it, but you never know. It's a funny old game, Deeks, isn't it? <laughs> it's a it funny is, old game. It is. But, uh, Just one mention yeah. about Sticker. I noticed the goal scorer this uh, Saturday was uh, Paul Cox. Oh, yeah, Cox he played, mate, didn't he? Is that, I heard that. Paul Cox that played yeah. a few years ago? Paul Cox? Yeah, it's, yeah, Cox, he's a coach there, mate, now. Right. Yeah, he's one of the coaches. And I, and I did hear that they was a little bit short, mate, because, um, you know, Snape's he's at sticker now, mate. So, obviously... You know, a few of Jack's mates, you know, speak to them. And, and yeah, Coxie had to play, mate. And uh, and he scored Deeks, didn't he? Yeah, so, that's right. That's good right. on him. Still got it, mate, hasn't he? Still got it, obviously. Yeah. And <laughs> two, uh, in fact, three goal-scoring names there in that game uh, uh, against Bude, Paulford Sticker, and for Bude, Billy Hopcroft and Tornado Bellow. So uh, plenty yeah. of goals within those three, I guess. 
Yeah, crikey, mate. Yeah, if you added those three up, mate, over the years, there'd be, yeah, could be sort of like four figures there, thanks, couldn't there? Hold yeah, ball. That's right. Close. Yeah. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. Just go to your favourite podcast platform and search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football. And also, if you want to listen back to any previous podcasts of Cornish Soccer, they are all available at anchor.fm slash Cornish Soccer. Thank you. Let's move on to the St. Piran League. East Division mm. comes first, and that means John Colenso. Right, John, St. Piran League East, um, hit us with what made you stand up and wonder about that result last week. I'm going to say Callington 6, Lanson 0. I thought that was a good uh, a good result for Callington. They're doing a lot better this season than they have in the last couple of seasons. I know they've struggled a little bit, but um, six goals will definitely boost their confidence, I would have thought. Again, I know Launceston is struggling, but um, yeah, it's a good result for Callington. Uh, ben Smith helped himself to a hat-trick as well. And I did notice there was three Hansfords, two Smiths and two Roberts in their side. So I don't know if it's all brotherly or what's going on there. But, right. uh, a family affair. Yeah, they're obviously working well together in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the uh, the, the high-scoring Polpero result? Yeah, um, yeah, a very good scoreline. Not, obviously not expected to be that many goals, but I did think Polpero should beat Morwenstow fairly comfortably, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, great scoreline nonetheless. Robbie Spencer with three and Jake Thomas with three. So, a couple of hat-tricks in there as well. Yeah, interesting to see Robbie Spencer. He seems to be back in, in amongst the goals again, doesn't he? Yes, he's he's always there or thereabouts, isn't he, with the goals. I know he's been quiet the last couple of games, hasn't he? But, um, yeah, yeah, he's back around now. He'll score lots of goals again, I'm sure. Now, the, the big talking point... Um, Actually, it was a game that wasn't played, wasn't it? Yeah, such a shame. I mean, nothing that could be done about it. I think Kev's explained himself very well to everybody, hasn't he? That, you know, there was absolutely nothing he could do. And he was gutted with the fact that he had to do it. And I'm sure we can all um, appreciate how hard it must be for people to have to cancel games. But I think, yeah, if he had to do it, he had to do it. There's nothing that can be done about it. Um, And he was honest and open about why he did it. At the end of the day, though, it's got to be classified as a walkover and the points go to the opposition, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm sure St Dominic would have rather have played the game and have three points handed on a plate to them. But yeah, if that's the rules, then that's the rules. Right. Any other results that um, um, you want to mention? Yeah, so Altenham beat Sticker 2-1. Shea Cardiff scoring a goal and getting man of the match. I see he's, I'm guessing he's transferred from Lanson because he was on the bench for Lanson first team and I think he played for the reserves, didn't he? So name rings a bell. Um, so Altenham have obviously signed a good striker there. Um, Gunners Lake won a tight game against Saltash United 1-0. Uh, and the other last game of the day was a, a good result for Torpoint, really, going to St Morgan, which is a tough place to go, and they won 4-0. Right, now, we've spoken to Cam today and we mentioned St Morgan and their pitch. Now, just describe it a bit to us, will you? Because neither Cam or I have been there. So, um, what's it like? Um, it used to, well, I was I helped Steve Blatchford turn it around, actually, that pitch a couple of seasons ago. So, <laughs> it, it used to be um, sort of top of the slope to bottom of the slope. And then they've gained a farmer's field next door so they've actually made it a lot bigger um, and it goes from side to side now as a, as opposed to a top to bottom. So the slope has gone. Um, and la- Well, I haven't seen it for about six months, but it looked very nice last time I saw it. So, 
yeah, they've made some huge improvements there. Um, and I think they were saying they were doing new dugouts and clubhouse as well. So, yeah, it's all going to be new there. Oh, clubhouse as well. Yeah, there's a clubhouse going because I know the changing rooms are um, lot left to be desired, to be fair. They're, they're quite old and, and run down, but I know they're within that clubhouse building. They're having new changing rooms as well. Right. And you, you, you have to drive through a caravan park, do you? You do, yes. Yeah, you, there's sort of a, a proper road through, but yeah, you are sort of um, over speed on approaching caravans. All right. Okay. Um, th- th- I think that's all the results done, isn't it? I think there's one more, Dave. AFC St. Austell 1 and Millbrook 2. All right. Okay. Yeah, so they're least St. Austell fairly low down in the league table, which is um, not right then, but uh, yeah, they're 13th out of the 14th at the moment. Mm, struggling to find a win now at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it looks like, right? Right. So what have we got coming up in the way of fixtures? Um, coming up in the way of fixtures, we've got just the one superior East game, which is sticker against Saltash United Reserves. And then the rest of them are all intermediate cup games. Oh. Yeah. Um, there's a couple that look decent games. Uh, Paul Perrow have got to go down to Wendron Reserves. Looks a good one. Um, Altenan are going to Perrenporth, which I think Perrenporth are struggling at the moment, aren't they? So hopefully they can um, they can turn it all around and get themselves going for that one because that'll be a tough one against Altenan. Um There's an all east tie, Lanson against St Dominic. Um, struggling St also are at home against Hale, so see how that one goes. And Illugan against Saltash Borough. Oh, that'd be an interesting one, wouldn't it? Yeah, lugging a, a strong, aren't they normally? So they've had their troubles this season as well. So um, yeah, that's Have right. They? So it, it's at the top yeah. as much as the bottom clubs, isn't it? By the looks yeah, of things, yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it can happen to anyone, Dave. That's a worrying thing, isn't it? Really, it's not. Uh, it's not you know one particular club. It's yeah, it can happen to anyone if you're not careful. Okay, I think there might be a couple midweek games as well. Just um, just Lance and home to Gunnerslate and Millbrook. Home to Paro, uh, Paro. So uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just um, just to say, the intermediate cup games I think are all two o'clock kickoffs as well. Oh right. Now just, intermediate just cup. So this cup. is what what teams can enter this competition. So that would be St Piran East, St Piran West, Combination, and East Cornwall. Good little cup competition. Yeah. How far did St Clear get in it last year? Um, we lost to Mullion, so no real disgrace. We had Mull- we drew. We've been in a cup twice. We drew Mullion both times down at Mullion. So, yeah, long trip both times. But, yeah, we didn't do too bad. Right, considering okay. Mullion were quite strong, weren't they? So, okay, thanks yeah. very much, John. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, thanks to John there for the uh, Superior League East Division um, results and catch-up. Uh, obviously, a lot of the fixtures are sort of uh, intermingled this week. But, uh, Rappo, any, anything in the West Division that uh, stood out for you from last Saturday? Yeah, still some day digs. You know, they, they're 100% still, mate. Re, they, they remain top of the table. Uh, eight wins, eight games, 24 points from 24 points. <laughs> you know, can, you can't can do better than that, Diggs, can you? No. Um, got the bit between their teeth this season, I think, makes some day after, after last season. But Dan Richards, mate, the prolific Dan Richards and sub Gareth Theresen, mate, scored the goals to beat... Uh, Troy City 2-1, mate. A, a, a new, improved Vogue, isn't it, I think, mate? A new, improved Vogue. Well, Did I see? there's certainly, because uh, they had a big grant, didn't they, for uh, yeah. work to be done. Um, but 
I don't know whether has the work been done because I think it was quite extensive stuff that was going to go on, wouldn't it? So surely they haven't finished it already. Yeah. No, I think they might have done a bit, mate, by the looks of it. Dukes are still plenty, like you say, plenty to do, isn't it? I think yeah. they might be halfway through. Perhaps, yeah, not. perhaps they can employ the same guys to do the, the ground up at Langarth for true. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a good idea, mate, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good idea, mate. But um, yeah, so all things going well uh, for the Saints, Dukes. Mosel, mate, they walloped. Wallop, mate, St. Agnes. 7 1 away, mate. Yeah. Um, Jack Simons, mate, with an hat trick in that game. Redruth United, a Mullion Reserve, shared a Desmond, mate, at Clyde Croft. Um, Harry Dork with both uh, with a brace for the visitors. Sub Will Pauldy, um is the only goal again. Halston Reserves one one nil an informed pair and well, mate. So it was a good result for Halston Deeks and a Luggan. They had a similar one nil win, mate. Narrow. Home win against Wendron Reserves Deeks last week. Um, Jordan Nucky with the only goal in that game. In midweek, Deeks, we, we saw Halston Reserves beat Redruth United 4-2. Mosel Reserves beat Wendron Reserves 4-1. And Penryn drew 2-2 at home to Traw City, Deeks. Mm. Um, um, yeah, and like you say, Deeks, all, well, it's all intermediate cup stuff this weekend, Deeks, isn't it, really? Um Cup stuff, yeah. yeah, like the way you yeah. call it, cup stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all, all sort of like, well, we've already had a had a toy, Dix, haven't we? Um, we had a midweek game at Bickland Port, actually, Dix, didn't we? I should mention Foxhall. Foxhall knocked out Falmouth Town three two, mate, didn't they? Mm. Did um, I did I read that that was two 0 to Foxhall, and then Falmouth came back to two all. Uh, yeah, and it ended up three two Foxhall. So yeah, so exciting game. Yeah. Yeah, Benno Boldix, you know, our old mate, Benno Dix. He had a couple, didn't he? Yeah. Our old mate Benno, yeah. But um, just, to, just to remind everyone, Dix, I'm sure you'll mention it, mate, anyway, but um, all these Intermediate Cup games um, on Saturday are 2 p.m. kickoffs, Dix. Don't forget, mate, everyone, if you're going to one. Right. 2 p.m. And yeah. the... Toy of the Round, Dix. Sorry, mate, Toy of the Round. Yeah, go on. Last season. Sorry, mate, last season's West v East Champions, Dix. Elugan v Salt Ashborough, mate. Mm. Meet at Oxland Port. So, pick of the games, possibly, mate, is it? Yeah, there's some interesting matches because um, yeah. one, for example, which I mentioned with John, uh, you got North Petherwin, who travelled to St. Day. Now, North Petherwin, yeah. newly promoted um, uh, into the East Cornwall Premier, isn't it? Uh, they're promoted into. So, um, they take yeah. on St. Day. Uh, it, it's... What is it? It's Superior League, East or West, Cornwall Combination and East Cornwall Premier, isn't it, in this competition? Yeah. And also Kilcampton, because where do they play these days? They must be in the North Devon League or something, I guess, mustn't they? Cause, yeah. Yes. Isn't it, mate? So a uh, nice little trip for St Agnes to go up to, to uh, Kilcampton. Yeah. So um, interesting yeah. games all over the place. Mosel to go to St Stephen, uh, which you would have thought would be uh, an away win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, be some. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to look at those games on Saturday night, Diggs. I think there might be a couple of shocks there, mate. Don't you? Hmm. You know, regards sort of league leagues and league positions and stuff like that, mate. I think there might be a couple of shocks amongst that lot, that round of uh, 
fixtures, Deeks, in that in that cup. So uh, that's uh, yeah. For there's, I think there's about eighteen ties taking place on Saturday. Yeah. And and as you said, all two o'clock kickoffs. I'm assuming they've got to be settled on the day. Do we know that? Yeah, must be surely. Yeah, yeah. would have thought so, Deeks. Wouldn't you? Extra time and pens, mate. I wouldn't have thought there'd be a replay in that, would there? No, I, wouldn't I don't think. So. No. no, no. Two games. Coming up in the Superior uh, West on Wednesday, True City Reserves are at Hale and uh, Helston Athletic Reserves take on Perrin Porth. So that's the Superior League, both East and West, done and dusted, as they say. Um, time for some women's football news with uh, Gary Hocking, the man keeping us up to date with, uh, well, with all there is to know. It was a great day on Sunday for Cornwall's teams in the FA Cup. Sticker won their first qualifying round tie against Budley Salterton 9-0, with Tory Mark scoring five, and Helston were the top scorers in the whole competition, thrashing Crediton 16-2 with Sasha Sparks and Bethany Prouse scoring five each. The second round is due to be played on the 2nd of October. Helston will be at home to Marine Academy Plymouth, and Sticker will be at home to Ilminster Town. Bobmin, Saltash United and Liscard also join the FA Cup in the second qualifying round, with Bobmin and Saltash to face each other and Liscard away to Seaton Town. Winners in the next round take home £3,000 in prize money. In the National League, it was another tough afternoon for Sinolstal. They opened the scoring against Southampton with a fourth-minute goal from Beth Everson, but Southampton scored five before Beth grabbed a second as a late consolation. Sinolstal have now played five of the league's top six teams, so there will be some less challenging fixtures ahead, including two other teams yet to register a point. But it's another tough one next weekend as they take on Plymouth Argyle at Polter Park in the League Cup. The squad continued their strong start in the Southwest Regional Premier Division, beating Ilminster Town 5-2 at home. But in the Western Division, Saltash United went down 3-1 away to top of the table Fenerton. Next weekend, Liscard are away to first place Sherbourne Town in the Premier, and there's an all-Cornwall clash in the Western with Sticker at home to Saltash United. There were two games in the Cornish First Division last weekend with Bude beating Mausel 2-1 at home and Foxall winning by the same scoreline away to Bodmin. Two teams played their first ever league games in Division 2 on Sunday. Padstow were have been pleased to come away with a 2-2 draw away to drop ship on their debut, but it was a tougher afternoon for the other debutants, Redruth away to Penryn. Redruth gave 13 players their competitive debuts and were two down as the final whistle approached, but Penryn scored a third in the 88th minute and then two more in added time to run out 5-0 winners. In the other Division 2 game, St Agnes also beat Wendron 5-0. Next weekend in Division 1, Helston are at home to FXSU, Mausel at home to Foxall, RNES Codros at home to Bude, and Sotash Burr are home to Bodmin. In Division 2, Charlestown are at home to Dropship, Ludgeford make their league debut at home to Redruth, Padstow are at home to Callington, and Penryn home to St Agnes, whilst Wendron are also home against Wade Bridge. That's the Women's Roundup for this week. Thanks to Gary Hawking, as usual, for all the information.
Now then, let's hear from a manager in the women's game in the county. It's Simon Parnell, who's experiencing life with AFC St. Austell this season in the National League Division 1 South West. Is it a big step up? It is. Um, how can I put this? We we weren't given the nicest of fixtures to start the season with. Um, so you're asking me a question there, which... I can't, I can and I can't answer. And what I mean by that is, we've played, we've played five games and we've played the top six. Right. Um, and our goal in those, those five teams that we've played, they've either been relegated from step three and uh, prepping and building to get back in there, and they've done a very good job on of doing that, um, or they've been building for the last three or four years to try and get in there. Um, so. We're uh, just come into this league and we're building to stay in step four and be a step four team, not building to be a step three team. So we're we're up against it from the start. But um, and the girls knew the target. The target was we'd be lucky to get a point and they out of any of those games. Right. Um, and they knew that. So we always knew we were going to be probably four or five games, not points. The goal was to keep the goal difference less than the other teams around us mm-hmm. that play them, which is what we've done. So in my eyes, we've gained a point on those te- teams around us. Right. Just looking at the league table, Maidenhead United, why have they only played one game then? I'm not quite sure. Um, I they, they lost their manager, but that shouldn't be a reason why they couldn't have fulfilled their fixture list from the start of the season. Mm. Um, I know they played at the weekend and they played in their county cup. Um, they won 3-0 against a team in the lower league. So they are playing. Um, I don't know why they've not played four or five games like we have in the league. Obviously, one less because they played a County Cup game at the weekend. Mm. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. Right. So what are the girls like? I mean, they. I'm hoping from what you've already said, they're not too downhearted because they were expecting uh, it was going to be a bit tough. I think it's really difficult because even going back to myself as a as a player back in the day, which seems a long time ago now, <laughs> uh, um, it didn't matter who you played. You still wanted to play well. You still wanted to win. Um, and you wanted to play against the best teams that you possibly could. Um, we're doing that. We're playing against the best teams that we possibly can. They're just that little bit, that bit better than us now. Um, and they're, they're sometimes they're down because you don't want to lose games of football, and I, and I appreciate that. Um, but at the same time, I think they're still when I'm talking to like the captain and a few of the parents and stuff about the players, they're still um, they're still upbeat that we're in this league. We're the highest placed team in Cornwall. We're the third highest team in Devon and Cornwall. Um, we're competing in this league, and we haven't played anybody that what I call a teams we're going to be competing with this season. Um, so we've got Argo in the League Cup this weekend, so the, the tough games don't stop. But um, after that, we've got a handful of games where these are the teams we need to compete with in what I call our, our mini league that we've got. I've kind of split the 12 teams into two sixes. Um, and But we haven't played anybody in the six that I think we're going to be in and around. Right. I see what you mean. So so when you play the likes of Canesham, uh, said those sort of teams, those are the ones it's more important to get points against than, than it is these top sides because they are going to be so much better than you. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, we were one nil up at half time against Exeter City, defended really well, put a lot of effort in and just silly little mistakes. Unfortunate. They got a penalty, which should never have been a penalty. Even their manager admitted it It two one, they got a penalty and it made it three one. And then your head just goes down because you're, you're competing against a very good team and you, you're keeping something in the bank, hoping that you're going to get a breakaway goal to make it two each. And then they go and get an easy penalty. And it just, it's downhearting. Mm-hmm. Um, we played Cardiff City and, and they were just on another level. They were unbelievable. Best best team I've best women's football team I've watched live ever, I think. Yeah. Um and they were they were really good. Uh, hats off to them. I told the girls after I said, Look, that's what you need to um that's what you want to be. You need to watch them, learn from them, respect them. And our girls are really young. Um they're like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Um and they're playing against well adults, and it's it's it's, t- it's tough for them, but they're learning quickly. Um, other than that Cardiff game, we played Bournemouth second half. We drew nil nil, but the first half we were three nil down. So we can compete for forty five minutes. We just need to be able to raise it and compete for for ninety. Mm. Uh, some of the teams you played, you mentioned AFC Bournemouth, Cardiff City. Southampton, are they connected with the men's football clubs or or what? So, um, Bournemouth City are, mm. Exeter City are, um, Chelsea are, but they're not a pro, they're a semi-pro club, so, mm. so a bit like us, um, but I think they're their men's equivalent is are higher up in the league than, than the St. Austell men's, um, higher up in the men's pyramid, sorry. Yeah. Um, Cardiff City ladies are not um, attached to Cardiff City men. There's a Cardiff City women that are in the Welsh Premier League, yeah. um, and that's they're, they're connected to that team. But the Cardiff City in our league are the better Cardiff City, if that makes sense. Right. <laughs> they got Welsh inter- they got Welsh internationals playing for them, so oh, right. it's uh, yeah. I mean, their keeper. They didn't. The Cardiff, the Cardiff in our league didn't play the other week because their keeper and someone else was on international duty. So that's what we're that's, that's what we're competing with. <laughs> it, it sounds to me, well, a massive thing to be doing. It sounds really good for the players. Your players. I mean, they, they've got to benefit from it. Even though they, even though if they lose, you know, five two or whatever, they probably don't think it at the time. But it's got to be good for them, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, these girls are like I said, they're they're really young. Um, they're still growing. They're still learning mentally the game, how to play the game. Um, and they're learning fast in this league. Um, we had a five-year plan to get into this league and it's taken, and we've done it in three. So we're miles ahead of where we thought we were going to be. But the key, the key for us now is for these youngsters to try and stay in this league. So to go, to get relegated. And I know it doesn't sound very positive trying to trying to finish just above relegation but that's the targets that we've got now before we had targets i I try to to give my girls achievable target and even last year the target was to understand all the teams in the league and try and just stay in the the south south um, um southwest prem but when we got halfway through the season the targets changed because we had beaten everybody in the league and we're like well hang on a minute we could maybe go on and win this mm-hmm. so so that so the targets change and they're still achievable because they've they've set the standards themselves now the 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 targets this season are can we finish ninth or tenth mm-hmm. which 
I believe is achievable. Um, if we finished seventh, which in my eyes is the top of the mini league of, of that, so halfway, um, which is below all the other teams above us that are linked to pretty much men's professional clubs, then that would be absolutely amazing. Um, but our target at the moment is to finish the league with two teams below us, um, whether that be Maidenhead, uh, Kensham, Portershead. So the targets are there, and that's that's what everyone knows. Uh, that's it. We yeah. have to we have we have to give the girls achievable targets. I know it's I know they're downhearted about the games that we've lost, but the target I set them out for the first five games was to not lose um those five games with a with a goal difference of minus five and I, and again i know that doesn't sound very um <laughs> very positive yeah. but when you look at it and you look at larko losing um to uh, sorry larko and porter's ed losing they, they they haven't played the big teams at the top and if if they score more goals against them than they do against us then that's a point in our favor um, with goal difference and goal difference might come down massive factor at the end of the season so these targets are there to to um, achievable targets are there for the girls um, and we've done five games and we, I think our goal difference is minus 21 which again doesn't sound great but we set them a target of minus no more than minus 26 so so they've ticked that target mm. um, so it's achievable and I'm looking at um, well just one example Cardiff City Okay, they they beat you nine nil. They beat Portishead seven one. So I could see where you're yeah. coming from, and you're saying you know you've got to uh, disregard almost those results. Um, it, it's the lower half of the table that's more important. You, you got yeah, a bit absolutely. of a bit of a rest from the league this this Sunday though, haven't you? I wouldn't say it was a rest. We're now playing a uh, we're now playing a team in the league above us, which <laughs> is one of the I think is the only team still going that I've never beat. Oh, so it's uh, yeah, a bit of a. Perhaps I ought to reword my question then. How are you going to manage to get anything out of the game? Well. It's a it's the League Cup, and if you get if you if you again, we set our girls achievable goals like I've said. But if we do get knocked out in this round, we go into the plate competition. Right. If you get through and then get knocked out, you're out of all the competitions. Right. So it's not the end of the world if we get knocked out on um, Sunday. And again, I think we need to look at the points that they're a very good side I know the manager I know the players I've had a couple of the players play for for me and um, they've gone on to then step up into the higher league so we know each other we've played each other obviously in the FA Cup last year a couple of friendlies so we, we know each other inside and out but it's it will be a tough game that they've got really good players there they should be I mean I know they've had a poor start to the season but that doesn't reflect their team. It's um, they should be at least mid table pushing for the top half of the table in, in that, in that step three. Right. Okay. And uh, you've got a bit, a, a mini run of home games by the looks of things as well. Yeah. So I think off the top of my head, I think we've got Kensham at home the week after. So it'd be really good if we can get um, some good support at home for that game. Because again, like I said earlier, that's one of the, that's one of the teams that, 
hopefully we can get some points off. We're going to be in and around them um, at the at the end of the season. And then I think we've got Porter's Ed at home. So again, another team which potentially, if we are firing all cylinders, we can get some points from. And if we get one or two results under our belt, we could be move up the table. Uh, well, the only way is up at the moment because we're sat rock bottom. But we've played the hardest teams in the league at the moment and all of them. But we get one or two results under our belt, we could end up eighth or ninth from the league, which would be amazing. Mm. Yeah, some some important games coming up because after that, Porter said one, um, well, the next one fixture is Larkle. And obviously, um, you know, that's uh, almost a six-pointer, isn't it? So, uh... yeah, All three of them are. All three of them are. So we've got those two games. We've Kent Shum, then Porter's Ed. Then we've got a week off. Then we've got, um, FA Cup game and we don't know who that'll be against yet because the the round that needs to happen before we come into it is on the 2nd of um, October and then I think we've got a, a League Cup game um, depending on whether we're in the League Cup or in the plate yeah. and then we've got and then we've got Larco at the beginning of November now it would have been good if we had those three teams three three weeks on the bounce and could get some points and get up the league table but we've gone we're going to have two two cup games and a week off in between all of that so we need to stay focused um, and our main priority is to stay in this league yeah okay well thanks Simon what, what sort of gates do you get um, well, the, uh, if we played at home, the Cardiff City game, I think we had like 180 people there, oh, which right. was brilliant. Yeah. Um, the Who did we play at home? We played Southampton, Southampton. didn't we? Yeah. yeah, I think there was, I want to say, between 80 and 90 people there. Um, so not, not, not as many, but... Um, what would yeah, be a good, be good. What would be a good figure for you? Well, I think it would be lovely to to push over two hundred people. Um, I think I think the men don't even get um, that amount of people through the gates. So for both of us, the men and and, and the women on the Saturdays and Sundays, it'd be good to to get some more people through the gates because uh, it's a good level of football for yeah. both both standard. Yeah. And your home games are normally two o'clock, are they? Yeah, yeah, two two o'clock kickoff. I think the only one that is going to ch- is changed at the moment is one in December against Bournemouth. We're kicking off at twelve because they're coming down the night before. Right. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Simon. Um, we'll be looking out for your results. And uh, well, Plymouth Argyle, we might not look at that one perhaps, but uh, those important games afterwards, Cainshaw, Portishead, Larkall, they're the ones. Uh, good luck on those, and um, thank you. Keep it going. Yeah, we will try. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. That's the main thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. It's all a learning curve. It's a learning curve for me against against these coaches. You see these coaches that come down, these teams that come down that are linked to, to pro clubs. They've got like four or five coaches, physios. They've got VOs. They've got tablets, earpieces in. It's all really professional. Oh and right. and we're just a we're just a little small club down in Cornwall, which is like me and me and Ben, the assistant, and in our in our medi bag. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> It's it's all good fun. It's laughable, but it's a massive learning curve, and, and it's we understand how far off we are of these of these clubs. But playing wise, the players they've made it to this league, and and, and they've done it on merit. So uh, it's good it's good that we're we're um, competing with these uh, so called big boys. <laughs> right. Well, thanks very much, and uh, well, good luck. Thank you very much. Good to speak to you. 
enjoy that interview with him, mate. You know, like women's football is is obviously real. You know, is, is a big thing at the minute, Deeks, isn't it? Everywhere, mate. It's good yeah. to see. But the lionesses, yeah, they've they've uh, yeah, definitely, mate. They've definitely uh, pricked everyone's ears up, mate, and they mm-hmm. those girls, mate. But but yeah, it seems a real baptism of fire for Simon's sort of lasses there, mate, doesn't it? By the sound of it, Deeks, you know, hopefully they've got some more winnable fixtures coming up soon and and don't get too despondent really digs in it you know that's the joys of promotion i think mate i guess isn't it I, you know as long as they keep taking the positives from the games mate and you know we'll have to get over to polter and have a look at a game digs before before christmas mate sounds like a good standard of football doesn't it yeah that's right and uh, i think uh, it was the way simon has basically suggested that you know it is a, a, a league with two mini leagues in it and it's the important games of the likes of you know beating the Larkles and the Canesham's and Portishead rather than worry too much about the Bournemouths I know it's nice not to get absolutely yeah. stuffed isn't it but uh, if you're going to lose them well so be it um, but make sure you do, you do better against the bottom sides isn't it so uh, and yeah. as we'll see over the next sort of three three games or so isn't it they've um, they've got some of those sides coming up so uh, it'll be interesting yeah. and like he said, uh, you know, if they win, if they finish tenth, they've achieved what he set out to do. Really, haven't they? They've avoided relegation. Exactly, mate. Yeah, that's the way to look at it, Deeps, isn't it? Really, yeah. Like you said, I think you said, mate. You know, you just got to beat beat the teams around you, mate, haven't you? And you know, take points from them games and and just try and take the positives from from you know the uh, well defeats against the big sides, mate. In it, really, you know, it sounds like they've held their own in a in a few halves, mate, and stuff, aren't they? So hopefully the girls are learning at that level all the time. It's only going to make them better players, I think, Deeks, isn't it, in the long run? Yeah. Now, here's a question for you, which actually I was going to mention that asked Simon, but I didn't. Um, Celsi, where is Celsi? Yeah, I think we said this the other week. I meant to look that up, Deeks, actually. Oh, actually, yeah, was I... that the task that you were set? Yeah, well, no, mate. I had two tasks, mate, and I failed miserably at both. <laughs> I was, I was, gonna, I was going to give Patch a text, mate. When I had ale as well to see. Oh yeah, that's you know, it, yeah. I, I, and I've not done either, Deeks. I'm sorry, mate. Oh, I'll, I'll do it this goodness. week. Well, no need to sorry. worry about the Celsius one because I've actually Thank looked you. it up as we were talking. And Celsius yeah. play at the High Street Ground, Celsius Chichester, West Sussex. Mm-hmm. So. Ah, right, mate. Yeah, no, that's a new one. You learn something every day, Dicks, don't you? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. Now, let's learn something about the East Corner Premier League, and we can do that by listening intently to John Colenso. Right, no, the... Um, no, what's its correct name, John? Convelic Vehicle Recyclers East Cornwall Premier League. Right. Yeah, There were fixtures all over the place, weren't there, last weekend? Yeah, it was all a bit. Um, we had a Friday nighter to start with. Um, St. Dennis beating Lou under their new floodlights with Jacob Rowe scoring two of those goals. Um, and then on the Saturday, we had five league games on a cup game. So um, in the league games, Nampian went to Weybridge and beat them 3 0. Uh, Torpoint went to St. Teth and beat them 5 0 with Ed Clark scoring two goals, which is a new name to me. So I don't know if that's a new striker they've signed or. Mm-hmm. A youngster coming through, but he helped himself to two goals. Um, the Scarlet Athletic travelled to St Mimbra and lost 2-1. We conceded two 
early goals in the first 10 minutes and then pulled one back and just fired everything at them and couldn't get an equaliser in the end. So that was a good game for the neutral. Um, St. Colum beat St. Blasey 5-1 with Craig Allen helping himself to two goals. I see he scored quite a few goals for St. Colum this season. And North Petherwin um, at the top of the league, straight up from Dutchy League, they beat Roach 4-1 with Joe Reeve helping himself to two goals. Uh, North Petherwin doing well, aren't they? Yeah, only lost the one game and won seven. So, yeah, doing very well. Good mm. start for them. And they, we, they've um, been to Lux Park this season already and they, and they are a good side. Top so, of the table. Yes, top of the table and a, a very good competitive side, mm. which is good for the league. And the one cup game that we haven't mentioned yet was a bit of a shock, I would say. St Newland East 1, St Stephen 2. St Newland East, say that one again, St Newland East. St Newland East 1, St Stephen 2. Yes, St Stephen, good win for them, wasn't it? Yeah, that is a good win. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so well done to them. They go through to the second round of the League Cup. So that's it in the way of results, is it? Yeah, that's it at the moment. So what have we got coming up? Um, is it just this Saturday or are the games all over the place again or what? Um, this Saturday, we've we've got obviously intermediate cup games. There's a League Cup game as well on the Saturday. There's, so the one League Cup game is St. Minver against Foxhole, which would be a good game as both teams are unbeaten at the moment. Right. Um, I'm just looking through there. Other games, um, morning. Oh, we got to travel all the way to morning. Let's start off at reserves. So, another nice long nice trip, trip. On Saturday yeah. with a two o'clock kickoff, and a lot of us don't finish work till 12, so that should be interesting. Right. Um, no speeding, the mind. No, no speeding. No, it will be done within the speed limit. <laughs> um, Hendine Rovers against Nuki Academy. Um, what else is there? I can see St. Ives first against St. Colin Majors. That's a long trip for St. Colin as well. See how they get on there. And St. Stephen are at home against Mousel Development. I know that Mousel Development side are very strong, aren't they? So uh, St. Stephen will have their work cut out there. And I think that is it that jumps out at me, Dave, to be honest. Yeah, uh, just one that I think you might have missed. North Petherwin, they travelled to St. Day. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so St. Day, they're top of the St. Pyrrhon League. West at the moment, aren't they? So um, yes, yeah, that'll be a good test for North Petherwin, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, they'll, uh, they'll have to be on their uh, best to get anything out of St. Day. They're normally strong at home, Dave, aren't they? Cup competitions and stuff as well. So yeah, that will be a tough game actually. Right. So no league games whatsoever, just cup football this coming Saturday. Just cup football. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then there's uh, midweekers next week, which again is league cup games. Right. That'll be on the Wednesday the 28th. Mm-hmm. St. Dennis against Tallpoint Athletic Thirds. So that'll be our um, Clive Rosevere League Cup game, basically. Right, yes. Clive Rosevere Insurance League Cup, but then the league yep. itself is called something totally different, isn't it? So, Yeah, Cumbellet Vehicle Recyclers. Oh, you got that off to a fine tee, haven't you? <laughs> we'll have to get some shorter sponsors next year, I think. Yeah, yeah it goes from RRL, yeah. which I found difficult to say anyway, to, yeah. what is it, Combellic? Combellic Vehicle Recyclers. You got it, off to T, right, okay. Yeah. Right, thanks very much, John. All right, thanks, Dave. As always, thanks to John there. He's called Premier League catch-up. Um, and just to mention one result midweek, which was, uh, he'll be a happy man with this one. It finished 3-0 to Liscard, who played at Newquay Academy. 
Goals coming from Finn Bartlett, Jacob Brown and Ethan Gwillem. That was in the Clive Rosevear Insurance League Cup. So uh, they go through to the next round. Now the Rappo. From the Southern League to the Trelawney. We've got you covered. It's over to you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Got a bit of, well, a little bit of combo news, Deeks. I mean, um, last week, mate, you know, obviously after the Queen's... uh, all the games cancelled for for the Queen, bless her, mate. We 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 got back into action last Friday night. Deeks at Callaway Park, um, Pendine won three one there, mate, against Alston Thirds in a Friday night fixture, mate. You know, pretty rare for the combo Deeks, isn't it, to have a Friday night game? Yeah. Um, but so uh, yeah, the the away team won there. They're going well. It's an obvious, mate. They thrashed Gunavan six 0 at the Sultans. Max Kleimo had a trick in that one. St Agnes Reserves won four 0 at Hale Reserves. Oliver Kevin, mate. We mentioned Oliver the other week. Uh, son of our old mate Dave Kevin, mate. Um, he had a trick as well. Digs Colt Road. Colt Road's won three 0 at home to Resurgent. Adam Southworth with a brace in that one. Leaders praise, Dick. Still uh, top of the league, mate. New Newcomers praise, mate. They, they've made a good start to combination league football. Still going strong with a 1-0 win at Gallaport, mate, against Port Levin Reserves. Courtesy of sub Alex Zamanacre's goal, Deeks. Um, <laughs> sorry, who, 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 sorry, who was that? Well, he's actually, mate, he, he's, he's featured in our, in our uh, biggest name in Cornish football before, mate. He's actually called Alexander Zamanegra Right. I think he was in about sixth or seventh place in their top ten, mate. So, uh, but yeah, Alex, Alex Zamanegra, mate. He, he scores a few, actually, Dicks. Oh, he's there in the top sort of ten scorers, like, in, in you know, whatever level he sort of plays. Um, St. Just, mate, they won an exciting game. 4-3 at underlane, mate, against Wendron Thirds. Ashley Ellis, mate, with another hat-trick after his ten goals the other week. He's, so he's looking good for top scorer in the league, I think, mate, isn't he? Probably. <laughs> if he, well, there's a very good chance if he doesn't do it, uh, it yeah. it's got to be some player who beats him, put it that way. Yeah, exactly, mate. He's looking good for 30 at Christmas, isn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah, in, in midweek, Deeks, we had a couple. We had a, we had a rare one in midweek, actually, Deeks at Gala Park between 4th 11 reserves and Cold Rose, mate, in a local derby. We had, we had a rare nil-nil, mate. Oh, dear. A rare, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and there's four league fixtures on Saturday, mate, basically, with, uh, well, pick of them, mate, Leaders praise, you know, Austin Ale reserves, mate, you know, uh, hoping to stay top of the league with a win. And and Wendron thirds versus Alston thirds looks uh, like a decent little local derby as well. There, Deeks in the combo. Right. Well, whilst you mentioned about the long names thing, um, I forgot to mention that playing for Penzance uh, Saturday was one of one of yeah. your mates, um, Rolandos Samnaiskas. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not a bad player either, Deeks, No, he? actually, he, he looked quite useful, I think. Um, um, didn't, yeah. didn't quite understand some of the things he was saying when he was obviously upset with things he'd done, but um, <laughs> but <laughs> he's obviously not Cornish. Yeah. But, uh, no. <laughs> well, it might have been Cornish, I suppose. It could have been Cornish he was speaking, but um, I think not, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was quite impressed with him, Deeks. So, Weybridge the other week, mate, he had a couple of chances, actually. Mm. Unlucky not to, to score. So, yeah. Yeah, well done to old Rolandus, mate. Actually, Deeks, I had a text on Twitter from 2.13 manager, mate. Well, successful manager, mate, Callum at 
to a point, Deeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent me a long name, mate, and he reckons it might have been a new winner, but but it was a letter short, Deeks. Oh, I think that, unlucky. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a great effort from him, mate. You know, thanks to Callum for the text, mate. But I think it was the same one JC mentioned the other week, Deeks. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he was he was a letter short, mate. So we we still got our well, I've got the list somewhere, Deeks. I, I can't think. He, <laughs> I'm not going to mention it today, actually. <laughs> but um, but uh, but last weekend, Deeks, you know, sort of closing up the the sort of um, Trelawney and Dutchy sort of round. I mean, it was it was, it was um, Junior Cup, Deeks, wasn't it last weekend? Oh yes, of course it was. Yeah. I'll try not to forget it this year, mate. Because remember, remember, I forgot it last year. Didn't <laughs> yeah, I? yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the rounds, mate. It, it was basically um, forty-four teams. That, well, there's eighty-four teams, Deeks. Um, sort of, uh, you know, in it to win it, sort of thing. Um, forty-four teams had a bye um, to the second round, so there were twenty fixtures played between the other um, between the other forty teams, mate, and. Uh, and, to, and that would that will obviously make up the the last sixty four for the second round, Deeks, wouldn't it? If you mm-hmm. if we do our sums, <laughs> mate. Um, just to just sort of skirt over a few results, mate. I mean, Week St Mary, they had a good result, mate, winning six one at Morwenstone Reserves. St Breward beat Dogwalls Reserves five three. Um, Garens and St Moors, mate. They beat uh, JC's old boys, mate. St Clair eight nil, mate. I was quite shocked with that. One. And did you see who was playing for Garens? Yeah, Danny, mate. My old mate Danny, who scored a goal yeah. for him, mate, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kept that one quiet, Deeks. I didn't even know. I saw him a couple of nights before that at work as well. Why is he, he playing didn't even for them it? then? Why is what's the connection think, with them? Yeah, I think he's got a couple of mates there, Deeks, that he, he sort of trains with um, on a Wednesday night at Truro College, you know, on the Astro. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I think there's about 20 of them sort of all trained together. And, yeah, a couple of mates there, I think. think so, yeah. I thought, yeah. But I didn't even know he was sort of signed or, or playing for him. I know I know he did want to play a bit of Saturday football to to keep fit because he, he's actually manager of the um, St Agnes Vets team now, Deeks, oh, right. Danny. Right. Yeah. So I think he wanted to keep his hand in a bit, mate. But, uh, but yeah, obviously... Added another one to his substantial tally, mate, over the years. Nice uh, picturesque place to play, mate, isn't it? Garens and St. Mauls, mate. Yes. You know, well, got the- on a nice day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah. Got the old disco changing rooms there as well, mate, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going to have to go and see them this season, mate. I've been meaning to do that for ages, but... With Andy there, I think, mate, at, at Gowns and St. Balls. But um, Pendine Rovers Reserves, Deeks, they won 5-2 at Lizard or Goal. Bit of a coastal game, that one, Deeks, isn't it? Pendine against Lizard. Ooh, yeah. Well, one's, yeah. One's, one side of the coast to the other side. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trelawney Division 2, St. Ives Reserves, Deeks, they made Premier League uh, Troon work hard for their 1-0 home win at Groucher Park. Deeks, um, Storm, Storm, mate, a nice story to hear, mate. You know, they, they struggled for a lot of years, Deeks, didn't they? We've had them on the show a few times and that, Deeks, haven't we? And with interviews and that, but but they're doing all right, Deeks. They actually went through to the second round, 6-4, mate. They beat Mully in third. Cool, game, good game to watch, I would have yeah. thought. Yeah, mate, yeah, 10 goal thriller, I would have thought, Deeks. But yeah. nice to see Storm sort of doing well, mate, there, lads, there, after some... Some some more times, mate. Good to see him going well. And Division Two favourites, 
after former DC mate, Tracina Center Deeks. We know that now, don't we? <laughs> Are you <laughs> going to say that every week now? <laughs> no, no, I won't, I won't say it no more. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but they look a really good side, mate. Um, they're, they're, they're sort of favourites for Division 2, mate. And, that, and they beat Premier League Stillians 4-1, Deeks. So mm. sort of underlining that fact, really. Um, so Knives and Mariners, Deeks had a good 5-0 win, home winner against Tregany. Tregany made the long trip there. And a probably even longer one home, mate, wasn't it, after that? Yeah. Um, West Cornwall, mate, under me old mate, Ashley Kent, mate, it's manager, going well in the league. And they had a, a good 4-2 win at Morning Reserves as well, mate, in the Junior Cup. Chasewater won 4-1 at Kararik in a local derby, mate. And and Mevagizzi, I think, Deeks, probably, was it the result of the round, mate? They uh, they went to Foxhall, Deeks, and uh, they won 4-3. So... One of the possible favourites out already in the first round, Dix, would you say, mate, Fox? Or yeah, well, possibly. a lot of people would have uh, thought that. And never is he not, you know, that good a uh, form, are they, or not? No, I would have fancied Fox over there, Dix, if I'm honest, mate, looking at that one before the game. You know, I know, I know Mever. Well, Mever, mate, yeah. Remember Dan Peters, mate, JP's boy, Dan Peters, mate. You know, Dan the yeah. keeper, South Western League keeper. He's playing up front for Mever at the minute, mate. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's scoring a few. So, yeah, he's got a good left foot on him, mate, to yeah. be fair. All right. Yeah, yeah, remember him from the boys' football. So, Dan's got a good shot on him. Um, Obviously, with all the Junior Cup stuff, Deeks, I want a lot of uh, league games going around, mate. I mean, the Dutchie Prem had a couple of games, mate. Biggest win was Southgate, mate. Southgate Seniors, 8-1 win at Polzef. Um, and that was followed by St. Merrin's 6-0 win over Goran. Um, Lanivit won 4-1 at Los Withiel, mate. With a much-travelled Gavin Parrington, mate. Gavin Perriton on the school sheet for Lanivit, Deeks. Oh, right. Yeah, so he's it, Gavin's playing up east now, mate. Yeah. I don't know if he's moved. Yeah, I don't know if he's moved house or, but he's he's had quite well. He's had he's had more clubs than Rory McIlroy, mate. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gavin, mate, but, but he always scores, mate, wherever he goes, doesn't he? To yeah. be fair, so yeah, great great finisher, mate. And and Boss Castle Deeks, they had a solid four 0 home win over. As JC would say, mate, St. Dom reserves, mate, with sub, <laughs> um, sub Jordan sleep, bagging a brace, Deeks. So he definitely wanted to sleep last Saturday, yeah, mate, was he? Jordan? wide awake. He was, mate, yeah, yeah. Um, Division one, mate, big 6-0 win for some member reserves at Lou Reserves. Luke Henderson and Jack Morris scoring a brace each. Biscovay had a 5-1 own win over Boss Castle Reserves. Matt Waller with a couple in that game, Deeks. And Gunny, Gunny Reserves, I think that's another one of JC's, isn't it, mate? Gunny Reserves. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm learning all these East words, mate, off him. Um, they, they, they had a 3-1 win at Holywell and Cubert, mate. Um, Penn Silver had a narrow 2-1 own win over St. Morgan Reserves. Mark Cuts and sub Zach Mitchell was the goals, mate. And finally, Deeks Division 2. Well, Land Ref, mate, they had a, they had a 7-3 win at Godolphin Reserves. Didn't, didn't we say... 
last week, or not last week because of Queen, mate, but the week before, did, didn't Godolphin Reserves lose 9-4 at home, Dicks? Didn't we? What we're talking about. Yeah, I think you're right there. <laughs> so, yeah. If you yeah, want to see a goal, if you want to see a few goals, yeah. go and watch Good, Good, Godolphin Atlantic Nuki seconds. You'll see, uh, yeah. well, more than one, <laughs> more than two. More like exactly. ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pop along to Godolphin Way, mate, if you want to go. Yeah, I think 9-4, mate, a couple of weeks ago, and then they, they lost to own 7-3 this, this time around, mate, oh. the land rep. Yeah, Connor Bone, mate, high scoring with, with four goals in that one, mate. Um, Bude Reserves beat lost, Losty Reserves, mate. Lost, <laughs> were Now, I don't I think John he, says Losty, does he? No, no, he no. Does. You're no, making it up now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I probably have. Probably have, Deeks. Um, yeah, and uh, and there was a very rare, mate, Dutchy Division 2, mate. A rare <sighs> result, mate. A nil-nil draw. At Grandpa, mate, against Bodmin Dragons. If only some of those yeah. goals from Godolphin had gone to Grandpa. I, I know, mate. Yeah, you think they could have shared them around yeah, a bit, wouldn't you? That's right. But, um, yeah. But yeah, there's um, Saturday Deeks, there's seven Premier League fixtures. Um, a couple a couple games, mate, to pick out. I think St. Brewer against Salt Ash Thirds might be a good game, Deeks. And, and Lan Ivet against Doubles Reserves, mate. That's a top four or five game, I think, in that league. Mm-hmm. Um, five games in Division One. Uh, well, Foxhole against St. Clair, looking a decent game, Deeks. You know, both had, uh, well, shock defeat. Well, not shock defeats, but both went out of the Junior Cup last week, mate. But but both doing all right in the league. So Foxhall gets St. Clear, maybe, in Division 1, Deeks. And, and six games in Division 2. Um, to, if you want to see two new teams, I thought, Deeks, maybe pop along to the Dragon Centre in Bodmin. You've got Bodmin Dragons uh, hosting Indian Queens, mate. Two new teams in the league. And obviously, all 2.30 kickoffs, that is, Deeks. In the duchy. Your Cornish Trelawney Deeks, not too well, even less games, I think, mate. Division two. They only had the one game last Saturday. They were promoted Division Three champions Probus. Uh, they got back on form, Deeks. They demolished Gunavon Reserve 7 0, mate. And I got a stat, I've got a bit of a stat from you for, for you, mate, from this game, mate. Um well, I said the goal scores were Ethan Gatley had a hat trick with Ben Emmett, Jamie Bilkey, Luke Gay, and sub Ben Daniel scoring all the goals, mate. But the Probus 16 digs included, mate, listen to this, mate, five sets of two. Um, we had two Emmets, two Truscotts, two Smiths. Two Gatleys and a couple of gays playing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> In that one, mate. <laughs> so what what we don't know is if they were what brothers, uh father and sons no. or sisters. Yeah, well, exactly, Dick. Yeah, I know I know um I know Luke and Joe Gay, mate. I mean mem- I think it's an old teammate of yours as well, Dick. Remember Gerald, Gerald mate? Yeah, Gerald Gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know you two played together at Troy, didn't you? Yeah. I, I played youth football with Jeremy. mate. Oh, well, I see him every day, mate, at work, actually, mate. He, he works at the hospital, mate. I see him on the way home every morning. But, um, but yeah, mate, it's, that's his boys, mate, Luke and Joe. But not too sure about the rest, mate. The two Emmets, the two Truscots, the, the two Smiths and the two Gatleys, mate. So, <laughs> obviously, a big family affair at Probersteaks, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, obviously, yeah. working okay if they could win 7-0. 
Exactly, mate. Yeah, they're a good side, actually, mate. I watched them a couple of times last season against Carrick, mate. A very, very good side. They had Chris Davy playing for them last season as well, mate. Yeah. But I don't know, yeah, don't know if Chris has hung up his boots, mate. But looked to me like he had another couple of seasons in him, to be fair, mate. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, um, Division Three digs. They had three matches. Drop ship with the big winners, seven nil at Constantine Reserves, mate. Uh, another famous footballing name, mate. Ben Kello. Um, he had another at trick digs. Uh, St. Kevin beat Frogpool Reserves 5 0. And Lanner had a, had a tough 1 1 home draw with St. Agnes Thirds, mate. Dan Gilbert for Aggie and David Mitchell replying for Lanner, mate. And finally, Division 4 digs. Um, we only had the one fixture, mate. Uh, Dropship Reserves losing 3 0 at home to Helston Raiders, mate. Uh, Dan Reeve with two and Kieran Ludkin with the with the other goal, mate. Um, plenty of fixtures this weekend, digs across all five divisions, mate. Obviously, you know, just go on the forum or the or the Trelawney League website, mate, to have a look. But just pick one eight from each league. Basically, digs. I've gone for Camborne School of Mines against West Cornwall in the Premier League, digs. Um, Penzance Reserves versus Formouth United, mate. At Penley Park in Division One, mate, looks a quite a good game. Division Two, Gunavon Reserves v Probus, mate. I mean, they lost seven nil last week at Probus, mate, didn't they? Gunavon Reserves. So, I thought it might be interesting to see could they improve on that on their own ground at Ring Manor Deeks, maybe. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully won't get another seven nil thumping. I got a feeling Gunavon might suit Probus, though, mate. The, they do knock the ball around quite well. Um, Lanner v Troon, mate, bit of a local derby in Division 3. And uh, and finally, Division 4, mate, I thought Mullion Thirds against the new Ruin Minor community, blah, 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 mate. Um, bit bit of a local derby, isn't it? Exactly, Deeks, yeah. I thought that was a bit of a, a local one in Division 4 as well, Deeks, isn't it? Bit of a local flavour to that one, Deeks, isn't there? In Division Four, mate. So, so that's that's the uh, that's the grassroots stuff, Deeks, for this Saturday, mate. <laughs> the grassroots <laughs> stuff for this. You like that Never word stuff, don't it. you? You've said stuff yeah, a yeah. few times today. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry, mate. Yeah, I don't know what to call it these days, Deeks, because it's it's either grassroots or recreational, mate. Isn't it? It's all has all changed from our day, Deeks, isn't it? Yeah, recreational, isn't it? Recreational football. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it is. Mate. Think it is, yeah. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Thank you for uh, your usual uh, run through. Um, so, where are you? Where are you going to be watching over the next few days? Well, Deke, so, <laughs> where are you um, working? I, I, no, no. Fortunately, I finished Saturday morning, Deke. So it's worked out all right, actually, mate. But. Um, after this week's disappointment, mate, you know, missing a couple of good games in midweek, Deeks. Um, I, I, I haven't watched Ben for a while, mate, so uh, he's back from his holiday in Turkey you now, Deeks. So it was going to be a nice trip to St. Ives, Deeks, to the Sultans, um, <laughs> to watch St. Ives Reserves and Kararik, Deeks, in the, in the Trelawney Division 2, mate. But, but uh, the fixture's been switched, mate. Because St. Ives have obviously been drawn at home in this in this intermediate cup league, something. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which obviously takes precedence, mate, over 
Trelawney Division Two, mate, a county cup yeah. competition. So, so it's now at Kararik, mate. So I think Viv and Rachel are a bit disappointed there. Their trip to St Ives, mate, has been cancelled for one to the Redruth R- R- Charity Shop. <laughs> <laughs> I might even pop them into Campbell for an hour, mate. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> no, no, nothing wrong with nothing wrong with your truth and Campbell, mate. But no, um, you can get yeah. some real good bargains at charity shops. You, you can actually do, can't you? To be fair, mate. Yeah, I and, mean, I've got some cracking books. Those go in, mate. Have a look at the books. I do, mate. Yeah, but, and, and let's be fair. If you go into St Ives, you, you're spending more than what yeah. you need to anyway, because they they inflate the prices, don't sure. they? So, so yeah, you're yeah. not wrong, Pete. Yeah, yeah, it'd probably be a cheaper weekend, mate. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, and we go to Carrick, mate. They do a lovely, as Tom Trust, mate, alluded to in his reports, mate. They do a lovely uh, bacon butty, mate. Mel does at Carrick, mate. Although. Although, did you read? Did you read his match report yeah. from last Saturday? They didn't have any electricity, so I, I don't think he had his body. No. So <laughs> he was, Tom was fuming, Deeks, wasn't he? he was, I, I know he, he's always first in the queue, mate. Down there on a Saturday, cup of tea and butty, mate. So yeah, hopefully the electrics all up and running again, Deeks, for this Saturday. Yeah. Now Kaharik, they play at um, what is it? The Howard. Beauchamp yeah. Recreation Ground. So That's it, mate, who yeah. who is Howard? Oh, crikey, mate. I know. I, yeah, I've, I've actually, because I had a season at Carrara, mate, towards the end of my days, Deeks, and I did actually ask the question. I mean, Chowner's probably a better one to ask, mate, but I think he's a bit of a club legend. I think he bought the, I think he actually bought the ground for Carrara, mate. I've got right. a feeling, yeah, either Jamie or Richard told me the story, or it might have been Billy, bless him, mate, my old mate, Billy Chone, mate. On a, right. We used to have a good old chat about football every day. Yeah, I think he actually bought the ground for a career, mate, and so they named it after him. But it's, it's, it's also called the Teen Tang, Dix. Oh, yes. Did you know yes, that? Yes, yeah. yes. That's yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, Ting Tang. I don't know. I, I haven't got a clue why that is, mate. <laughs> it's, it's certainly not shortened from, from the Howard Beauchamp Recreation <laughs> Ground. So, yeah, Ting Tang. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, that's your yeah. task this week. Find out who Howard Beauchamp was. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't, I will, I'll do that, mate. Yeah. Sounds aristocracy rather than Redruth um, connected, but yeah. there, there we it's go. There we go. But, uh, yeah. He, he, perhaps he owned one of the um, the numerous tin mines that are around there, something like that. But yeah, uh, good, good shout, Deeks. Yeah, yeah, back in them days, Deeks. That's a good shout, isn't it? I can't yeah. remember seeing him on Pole Dark, though. Can you? No, no, I can't. Mate. No. no, he might have been to Mel's as one of one of her uncles or something, mate. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay, so you're off to Kaharik St Ives. I'm off to yeah. Camelford against St Blasey. So um, no, sure. FA Vars for me. Can't um, can't miss nah. an FA Vars game. Um, plenty of games in midweek as well. I think um, let's sort yeah. of jump out. Um, well, Camelford against Waybridge, actually. Yeah, quite no, Deeks, yeah. You at that yeah, one or not? Yeah, it gives a shout, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right for that, Deeks. I don't start till uh, Wednesday next week. So, mm. yeah, finish Saturday morning, mate. So I've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So I'm glad it's a Tuesday game, Deeks. Yeah. Because uh, Waybridge play their own games on a Wednesday. So I'm glad they're away, mate, really. All right. So, you, can, you can do a post-match interview with a Waybridge player. 
Yeah, should I try? Should I try and get Smaler, mate? Should I try? No, I know no, he's he, pretty shy, no, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't fancy it, so, uh, no, so don't bother. Enough. Don't bother him. But get a get a youngster like uh, what's that guy at the back yeah. called? Steve Simmons? Is that? Is yeah, he's, 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 yeah, yeah. He's got he's got a future in the game, I think, mate. Hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, he's still class, mate. Man of the match last night, apparently. Simo Dicks. Hmm. Yeah. Weybridge do an official man of the match rate and Simo, yeah, he's um, he's ah, he's just he, he just uses class digs, doesn't he? You know, he's he obviously it's just his positional play digs, you know. You know, Simo probably might not be as quick as he was 10 years ago or whatever, mate, you know, in his prime at Bob Minner in his pomp, mate, but but he still don't, you know, nobody seems to ever go past him or whatever, digs, mm. like, yeah, he's he's just such a good defender, mate, isn't he? No, lovely to watch, mate. Not that I know much about defending Diggs, but but he, yeah, lovely to watch. Now let's finish tonight then with the the fact yeah. that I did try and get Jacob Smale on, but uh, obviously he's it was impossible. He scored the winning goal for Weybridge against Siplazy Wednesday. Siplazy's uh, first defeat of the season. You've seen the goal on on film yeah. footage, so just describe it to us all. What, try to do a Steve Massey-type commentary, Diggs? <laughs> try Should it. I? Try it if you like. Yeah. Try it. Well, it's, it's the last minute. It's nil-nil. Jacob Smale cuts in from the left. He's taking his time to shoot. He's curled one into the door. Jacob Smale! <laughs> <laughs> was that, I don't think that was as good as Massey's. <laughs> He's curled into the top corner. <laughs> the blazing unbeaten record has gone up in smoke. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Paul. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> right. No, um, yeah, great goal it was, Deeks. For anyone that ain't seen it, you know, have a look, mate. Yeah, he's, um, he didn't score an easy goal, mate. Smaler, really, mate. He's one of them players, mate. They, they all seem to be pretty, you know, he's, what, what do they say, Deeks? Not a, a, a scorer of great goals, mate, rather than a great goal scorer, ah, mate. Yeah. But, yeah. You can't say that this season, though, Diggs, because he's on six already, isn't he? No, so, no it's, it's, well, yeah. how many's Jack got? Yeah, I think Jack's only got a couple, mate. He's got about nine assists, I think, mate. Oh. I think he's top of the assists, shorts, but, but yeah, I think he's got two or three. Has Lloydie got th- maybe three each, Diggs, Lloydie and Jack? So, so Smaler's, you know, well ahead at the minute, mate. Yeah. Actually, mate, wait, what goals? I mean, fullback, mate, Sam Gherkin. I think, I think Gherks has got three, Diggs. Midfield, holding midfielder, mate, Ross Bear, he's got three. So all the goals are being pretty much shared around, which probably from Rower's point of view, mate, it's probably a good thing, really, Deeks, isn't it? If you don't want your sort of striker scoring all the goal. I mem- remember that season at Weybridge, Deeks, I had, I had 46 and the, the next top scorer was Nanny with five. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>。ブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウザーブラウ
14 <laughs> degrees. What, who's that in the background? Yeah. That was Viv, mate. She's just come in, mate. I don't think she's too keen on the old 14 degrees, mate. <laughs> I always think this. I don't know about you, mate. I always thought perfect football weather, mate, was between 10 and 15 degrees. Whenever I saw anything between... I was quite anything below ten is a bit fresh, mate, isn't right. it? And anything above fifteen is a bit up. So, so d- did you yeah. take as part of your kit bag? Did you have a thermometer in there or something or what? <laughs> yeah, no. I suppose it's moved on these days, mate. Isn't it? Uh, it was a bit harder to come across when we was playing dates, wasn't it? The actual <laughs> temperatures, mate. But I remember wearing a pair of gloves. I think it was up to a point. One steaks and my old man went mental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Namby. Namby Yeah, he was, he was, mate. I think it was worse than that, Dixie called me. <laughs> well, I, think, I, was, I was being polite. <laughs> but, but. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't wear them again, Deeks, But um Have you ever no. worn tights? <laughs> I've got to be honest, mate. Once. Once, mate. No. Um, Viv, yeah. It was towards the end of my career, mate. <laughs> Viv bought me a pair, actually, mate, for Christmas. Nike ones, mate, because when you're at Scotland, they, they come in handy, to be right, fair, mate. Right. Watching Celtic and Portic Thistle and all, Deeks, it is, a you know, minus four. It is a bit fresh there, mate, for 90 minutes. So I used to wear me tights to football up there, Deeks, and I... And I did wear them in a game, mate, in my last ever season for St. Erm, Deeks, St. Erm against Penwith Exiles. <laughs> Down Penwith, it was freezing, mate. I think it was minus two. Couldn't even feel my feet. And I wore these tights, Deeks, and we won 4-3. Oh, that hat trick, mate. Right. So, yeah, that hat trick in me tights, mate. So you've never taken them <laughs> off since? No, no, that's it, mate. Yeah, I, I just wear stockings these days, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, was, sorry, mate. I'm going on. That's it, the only time I ever wore them. I can't imagine you wearing them, Deeks. To be fair, no, no, no. no doesn't no. suit me. Right. <laughs> I would wear a Rangers shirt though, like you did last Saturday. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't tell a brother and all that, mate. No. <laughs> I'll I'll send this yeah. I'll send this episode up to him later. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I know you was winding him up that time at Penryn, mate, weren't you? About <laughs> you you being a Rangers fan. Yeah. right anyway yeah. it's time to go and I'll speak to you next week yeah, yeah take care Dick. so all best everyone thanks for listening thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the show Cornish Podcast.